Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. Kyle? It's nice to be back in the studio this week. You know, it's, not, it's not, weird not live here. in my basement. I, I'm right now, I'm a little upset because my boy Tim Buck too is not right in the middle. Mm. But we're having some technical difficulties at the moment, so we'll figure all that out. But Tim is here. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Perfectly I'm get, clear. I'm getting, my, my, my uh, headphones are pretty light, so I'm just making sure. Mm. No, I can hear you. Okay. You sound beautiful in my, my head right now. I'll take it. Whoa, all right, there we go. We went way up on that. <laughs> now they're working. All right, perfect. Let's get right into it. We had, uh, first and foremost, actually, I want to say thank you to Dynatac here. I lean Look the at you way. repping the swag. I mean, they gave it to me. This is a nice-ass hoodie, too. When you get, like, free shit from a company, usually you're like, all right, they'll just give you, like, some shirt that you're going to wear, nice. and it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall apart. This is a nice, soft-ass fucking zip-up hoodie. I want that quarter zip you was wearing. I like that. Yeah, know, that was really nice. That's pretty nice shirt. Maybe next time we'll do another remote and be like, oh, let's step up the merch a little bit here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all sincerity, though, thank you to Dynatech for having us on Saturday. That was a really good time. That was, that was, that was really good. Talking to the owner, Glenn. Well, it was a good time. Get the sports takes and everything. Yeah. Um, we had some technical difficulties there, but hey, when anytime's Lee present, shit just happens like that. So I think that's what it is. He's like, he's into Ghostbusters and he's that haunting ghost yeah. that just fucks with everything when you're yeah. around it. He's like, what is that? Slimer? Is that the name of the. Uh, the, uh, the yeah, that's the one thing? that like just makes a mess on everything. Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty Lee. much what Lee is. Yeah. We'll just start calling Lee Slimer. Lee Slimer like money. That. There you go. Uh, but no, honestly, Dynatech, it was a great time. Uh, they want to have us back. I can't wait to do it. Uh, Glenn was phenomenal he was so funny he, you should have seen him. you had to leave early yeah uh but he went on with lex vegas and he really opened up and let loose they were talking like you know fuck mary kill games like they were doing some nice. fun shit and uh there he is my boy finally speaking of ghosts jesus christ you like that nowhere. just pops up i love it did not. <laughs> tim did denied not. himself did not. <laughs> there it is there you go conspiracy carl we have tim popping up a lot of weird shit happening on the show we love it um but yeah, thank you to Dynatech. For those of you that don't know, Dynatech is the uh, the only saw blade company recommended by the pavement marking manufacturing industry located in Elyria, Ohio. Dynatech is committed to being the top diamond saw blade company around the world. Their products include saw blades, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, core drill rigs, core drill bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, tile saws, and other construction equipment. If you want to get a hold of Dynatech, who do you call? That's 1-800-446-9001 or email them at sales at Dynatech.com. Or visit Dynatech.com at D-Y-N-A-T-E-C-H.com. Check them out. So you mentioned I had to leave early last week. I did because my dog was shitting and throwing up everywhere. And so I had to throw that stuff into the toilet. And, you know, luckily it wasn't clogged. But had it been clogged, you know who I would have called? Smith Drain Service, LLC. Um, I would have called them out there to make sure they get all this stuff cleaned out. They take care of all your local drain cleaning, cleaning issues, main sewer lines, bathtubs, laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen lines, floor drains, downspouts, and so much more. They're family-owned and operated. You can call Smith Drain Service LLC today at 440-242-8704. Yes, Mike. We'll be getting to punishments very soon. We have a lot. We're letting them backlog a little bit so we can really get fucking wild. It's going to be good. Um, but yeah, Kyle's dog, of course, got sick, shit, pissed all over the house, everything, you know, the works. Uh, that could make it hard to sell your house if it's covered in could. dog feces. But, but one guy that I, I'm pretty confident can sell just about anything, he could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. That's, of course, my man, Frank, at All Access Realty. <laughs> 
give him a call. If you or your family are thinking about buying or selling your home, give him a call. If your business is looking to upgrade, give him a call. Frank Sobochin, Sobochin, Sobachan. At All Access so Realty, close. Frank is a veteran who served our country and is now serving the community. He's committed to helping veterans. If you know any housing opportunities for vets, contact Frank today at 440-391-7430. Give him an email at franks at allaccessrealty.com. If you had issues selling your house because of piss, shit, whatever, broken walls, broken floors, destroyed floors, Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement would take care of you. They do everything from bathrooms, kitchens, windows, doors, siding, much more, residential and commercial Will's the guy you want to reach out to. He's done amazing things. We're in the studio every Wednesday. And I tell you what, it's like state of the art. We come in here, we're just, we feel, we feel at home. Um, give Will a call today. It's 440-731-7654. Tell them that Team Redline sent you. Now, I don't know how these, this happens in certain places like this, but there are certain establishments you might walk into and you kind of get the smell of piss. Mm. And you kind of wonder, like, are people just pissing all over the place? But it's a, it's a nice smell when you're at the right place. And the right, right place would be a dive bar. Oh, yeah. Now, if you're looking for a dive bar that's not only going to be clean, but it's also going to have that little bit of a funky dive bar smell, that is, of course, the Rusty Spur Saloon. Mm. Las Vegas, Nevada mm -hmm. voted the top dive bar for years. And it is just fantastic. Again, when you walk into a bar and they have a very distinct scent, it's not a bad thing. That just means you're home. That means every time you walk in, you're with family, you're with friends. So check that out. Rusty Spur Saloon in Las Vegas. Biggest hole in the wall for the last two years. Check it out. And if you're in a dive bar, even in the local area here in Ohio, you might see a certain band. The official band of Redline Radio, that is Bad Juju. Give them a call. If you want to book them, give Dan a call at 440-225-0511, the official band of Redline Radio. Well, you threw my fucking thing off. Were you going with that? going right into it. You, you look like you were flipping pages, you usually, so I was like... Well, I was looking for Lucy's, but we can talk about it, because I, I don't have the... I, for some reason, I don't have it in front of me. But you're talking about dive bars that we love going to. Uh, Lucy's Shenanigans. Oh, Lucy's Shenanigans yeah. Seafood and Steakhouse. They're located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experiences. Join them every Friday night for karaoke, and of course, all your hometown sports games. Give them a call, 216-675-0013. Tell them talking about balls sent you, because they know us. They love us. Clearly, my shit's outdated. So, well, I need a new one too because Lee's spelling is subpar, mm. and every time I read it, it fucking irritates me because he writes. Uh, they're committed to giving their guests, obviously T H E I R. He put no T H E Y apostrophe R E. They're giving they are. They're guests committed to giving they are, they are guests. guests. It's like fucking uh, the Beauty and the Beast. They are guests. They are guests. That's Lee singing it, even though it's not the right words, but it's close enough. <laughs> singing tonight, are we? I gotta warm up because it's my fucking punishment. You have coming karaoke up. coming up for that loss you took in the MLB playoffs. So. I'm okay with that. And you know what? I'm making my comeback in uh, picks right now, and the punishment for that is, of course, a tattoo. And we're hopefully, hopefully, gonna have that set up with Tattoo Therapy Inc. If you're looking to get a tattoo, call Riley at uh, Tattoo Therapy Inc., the official tattoo parlor of Redline Radio and Money's Crazy Mind. Riley Chase and the team are considered some of the most elite tattoo artists in Northeast Ohio. Uh, give them a call. They'll customize anything. They'll work with you. They'll give you a design. You can pick something off the wall if you really want to. They just opened up a new uh, art facility basically next door. You can go there and buy prints, whatever. You don't have to get tattooed if you don't want to, but I recommend going to a tattoo parlor and getting tattooed. It's kind of the whole point, uh, but check them out. They are at the Greenbrier Shopping Center in Parma Heights, Ohio. Give them a call, 440-747-7130. I mean, you're on a roll, so keep going with the shows we have. In the I know I'm doing really well today. I'm feeling, you are just feeling good. Going uh, but they it. do consultations, walk in, give them a, you know, whatever you want to do. And Tim is dressed up like he's going to Wednesday Mass right now. I love it. He's our little mask at the point. Like when he was doing the typing, I saw that shit. That was funny as hell. Um, I, we granted him full permission. Tim's allowed to do whatever he wants. Tim is... It's 2022, and I shouldn't have to say this about a black man, but Tim is a free man. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want, dude. I don't give a shit. 
Um, in case you didn't know, you you are a free man. Yeah, breaking news. In case nobody told you, uh, but yeah, we are of course the lovely Growing Wings Adult Services Studio Number Two. Uh, Growing Wings is an adult service uh, that has been doing seven years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities. Uh, give Lisa a call at two three four three three four seven five four seven. They're doing wonderful things. I see clips and videos all the time, especially from Grape. Um, <coughs> just wonderful stuff. Uh, helping out people that really need it. Uh, and here we are in a beautiful studio thanks to them. So Growing Wings Services, perfect. Check them out. It is. It's fate. I feel good here. This is home. This is home. All right, we're done with ad reads, everybody. Let's, Let's move get on. into the shit. Let's get right into it. I just wanted to throw Kyle off a little bit with the Dyn attack and go had, right I into kinda had, I kind of had. I kind of saw it coming, so it's okay. I'm prepared now. Okay. Well, he That's says what that. She said. Well, I'll wait. I'm gonna do one it's episode when you where, don't see it coming, Tim. You don't. We want a surprise. So. I'll do one episode where we don't do any ad reads at all, and then you're gonna be like, "What the hell?" And then the next week, you're gonna think the same thing, and then right at the end, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm gonna make an entire episode of just ad reads. I could do that. Don't tempt me. In, in accents. Don't. I'll read every single one in every accent I can think of. Just down a lot. People are gonna fucking hate that show. They'll 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 cancel me. I'll get kicked off Facebook. Um, let's get right into it though. Cleveland and Houston. Sorry to sorry to disappear. Tim's beautiful face right there, but it had to go. Tim's got better shit to do. Literally and figuratively. Uh, Cleveland, Houston, though. The Browns. What a snooze fest this game was. Deshaun Watson makes his triumph made, I should say, his triumphant debut. Um, jitters. So think, I was. Think the jitters. Yeah. Uh, so I was right last week, a week ago. Of course. I came in and I said, "He's not. We're not going to ask him to do much. He's going to throw the ball like maybe twenty times. It's going to be, you know, not much." And then Saturday. I got bold. I got real bold at that Dynatech remote. I think it was no one barbecues coming, sitting around there, surrounded by people. It got me really charged up. Next thing you know, I'm like dropping 400 yards. I'm like, he's going to go for fucking four, like four touchdowns. We're going fucking hard. And, uh, (laughs) well, somebody on the field went hard. Not quite. Wasn't the offensive side, but special teams and defense surprisingly showed up for the first time all season. I I stress that word surprisingly. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, first punt return touchdown for the Browns since 2015, if I'm not mistaken. That was a stressful run back. <laughs> it was awesome, though. It was amazing, but I was I was like, oh, no, he's tackled. No, he's not. Okay. Oh, no, he's tackled. No, he's not. Okay. So Woo. that was a strange game. Don't get me wrong. Deshaun Watson did not look good. I'm not. There were there were fans out there that were arguing with me God, when I Monday radio was horrible. I didn't. I didn't listen honestly. You shouldn't. You I, I I saw a guy make a post, a friend of mine, and he he makes his post and he's bitching up up and down about Deshaun Watson how terrible he was, and I'm like. The guy hasn't played in 700 days. Right. I, I thought, I hoped that he was going to come out and be better. Correct. Didn't happen. It is what it is. But I'm like, it's not that. I'm like, we won still. Like, everyone was so fucking yeah. mad, but we won. Right. I've never seen a fan base right. get that mad about a win. It's like people think that taking 700 some days off of playing a sport that you played since you were six or seven yeah. is easy to come back from. There's only been one other player in NFL history that's taken off two years and been a professional quarterback and came back and played. Roger Steinbeck for our, the Cowboys. Yeah. Because he was in he was in the Army, I think. Yep. Um, but come on, the man has been playing football since he's six or seven, has known football every day of his life, has played it every time he's got a chance to, and all these games, college, NFL, takes 700 days off, hasn't played a professional game in two years. Did you think? I mean, I, I had high hopes. I came out and said, you know, he's going to light him up. It's, a, it's the Houston defense. They're trash. That's what I thought. But you could see in the throws, you could see in the passes, he has some jitters, put some balls yeah. in the ground. So and not to make too many excuses, but sorry, sorry, Ramel, Navy. But we lost. We only had four active wide yeah. receivers that game. We had Donovan Peoples Jones, we had Amari Cooper, Anthony Schwartz, and uh, 
David Bell, the only four active wide receivers on the roster. David Bell left the game with a hand injury. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, after his key fumble, he left the game with a, a concussion. He's now on the IR. He's out for the season. Yeah. So we had two wide receivers healthy for most of that yeah. game. And that's what I tried to tell fans. I'm like, that changed our entire game because you now have to throw away half the shit you worked right. on all week because you don't have the bodies to do it. And this is where Browns fans are stupid. And I really want to emphasize I love that, that Tim threw that on there. Yeah, he knew what to do. He, he knew what I was going to talk about. <clears throat> but what, what I tried to explain to people was losing those players in the middle of a game yeah. affects the game plan entirely. Sure. And they go, oh, I don't want to hear it. Look at who Jacoby was throwing to all season. I'm like, yeah, Jacoby was throwing to the guys he got to practice with all week. Losing those players changes what you can call, changes everything. Harrison Bryant got a fucking handoff on Sunday. Yeah. When have you seen that? We had to make adjustments. That play was By probably... By the way, that play was amazingly drawn up. Kevin I, Stefanski I even, at his I even said I think why, I texted you right away, and I put, that's why he's a fucking why great coach Why is Jacoby like coming that. in? I look at them like third and one, okay. They're going to go for the dive here. Even I thought they were going to I thought so too. Dive. I'm like, okay, Jacoby's in third and one. No need for Watson to yeah. take an unnecessary hit yeah. when Jacoby Brissett does this at 90%. Well, minor heart attack, though, because I I think I missed a play previous. I was out getting a drink. I came back. Oh, and I saw Jacoby was he was coming, hurt. and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, is he hurt? Okay. And then, then I'm like, okay, never mind. I saw him like a picture on the side with his helmet. I'm like, okay, so they're going for a dive. And then when they hit, handed it off, everyone was faked out, I think. It was incredible. And, and I, from my understanding was that was an audible play. Yeah. Kevin Stefanski basically <clears throat> told Jacoby Brissett, he goes, if you're up there and they're stacking the middle, and you don't think you can get it, hand it off. The play is going to be there. They were going to have Bryant cutting behind regardless. It's up to Brissett to hand it off or to go forward. Yeah. Brissett said, fuck it. Perfect Take it, play. Harrison. Boom. First down and then some. I think we got like six yards, seven yards. So, yeah. I mean, great. Yeah. Vic did miss a couple, a couple of years. He was locked up. That's eh, right. That's true, I guess. But he, I mean, even he looked rusty for the first couple of games with, with Philly. Yeah. Right? And then he went on to win, yeah, like be an MVP candidate yeah. that year. He played fucking phenomenally that yeah, it year. It took him like a game or two to warm up and get going. But yeah, I and mean, that, I mean, and the other thing, too, is at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson, hell of an athlete, you know, great everything, but he's a human being. But here's yeah, that's well, a lot of that's a lot on your shoulders sure. to not only you're making your your comeback to the NFL. You have all that pressure because the whole week, not even the whole week, the last year and a half, basically for him or however yeah. long the, the allegations have been out there. He's had all these people bashing him. He every look at anything on Twitter. Hopefully Deshaun Watson stays off social media. But if you look at any any article about Deshaun Watson, read the comments. Yeah. It's just it's chaos. It's just so fucking vitriolic. It's it's disgusting. A lot of people. Um, and then you got that. He's back in Houston, the team that drafted him. He he quit. He didn't quit on them. He wanted out and they they basically benched him for an entire Sounded season. Like he had some fans there, though. I mean, oh, I heard for the sure. Blues, but I heard the cheers. I mean, my understanding is Houston fans totally understand why he did it. They're like, this ownership is terrible. Yeah. You want to win. This is not the place to do that. So fucking go. We understand. The one thing I loved about um, Sunday too, is was seeing the flashes of what we want and what mm -hmm. we were, we're going to get with him. You know, I think it was, just, I think it was the first drive. I think it was the second play or the third play where he rolled out of that sack that Jacoby would have gotten sacked. Yep. He rolled out to the right. Most broke, quarterbacks would have gotten sacked. He in that broke situation. free from that, ran around and made a pass. That was a pretty hard pass to make. And, Yes, had he caught that it had been an incompletion, but he at least made that play. Yeah, and that that's that stuff's going to come it, quicker it's gonna and get easier it's as he gets so plays more. But he had the he had the he knew what he's doing. You know, one hundred percent. And <clears throat> again, back to the human side of things. Two years out of the NFL, you have these allegations. You've got you're back in your hometown or the team that drafted you. You're you know the women <clears throat> that accused you of all that shit are sitting right up in that booth watching you. The media is watching you. Every little thing you do. You're going to get scrutinized every pass he throws in the ground. Uh, after his interception, I saw people tweeting, 
Deshaun Watson's just that he's Russell Wilson. Ha ha. The Browns fucked up. I couldn't. I'm like, guys, he's played one half of yeah. football. And you're already saying it was a bust, wasted trade. Like right. people are fucking crazy. They're well, idiots. I mean, you saw that play where he was trying to, I, th- I think he was trying to think, I think he assumed that the safety or the corner was going to follow uh, people's Jones across. And that's what I told people too. <clears throat> the, the, the safety, he fucked up. He did not follow his man. Right. And even Watson was like, oh, he's, he's going to go with Donovan people's Jones. So I'm going to throw that right there. And Cooper had it right there. And it was, it would have been a touchdown, but that safety didn't move. So had, I mean, obviously Watson, in, in in the NFL, he did throw off his back foot. He kind of he, he looked it was like still it was a good throw, throw though. It was though, yeah. At the end of the day, in the NFL, you're you're throwing the ball in anticipation. Yeah. You're not waiting for Cooper to be open. So he's throwing it, expecting that safety to go, and it backfired. I mean, that's just what's, what I mean. The second, happened. That, the second that he uh, Peoples Jones went left, he threw it right to Cooper because he thought that everyone and their brother was like, "Okay, he he's, he's going to follow this guy." Him. Yeah, exactly. And it he happens. Just, he stood there. Yeah, and he got the ball. So good for him. You know, it happens. Um, but no, I mean, yeah. Other than that, I love the fact our defense looked great. There they was, did. There was a couple give me plays there though on Sunday that were there were like I mean, that, the one where uh, Ward kind of like oh shit there's a football <laughs> that and then I mean on top of it it was just it was a really weird day overall because think about it the Browns fans were really pissed obviously that first Deshaun interception Watson. was fucking that, that set the yeah. tone for the day first play of the game interception uh, but he was wide open yeah a better quarterback hits that guy in stride yep. and John Johnson's hopefully making a tackle twenty yep. yards downfield we got lucky I mean I'll take it I'm not knocking it um, we had trouble against the run still yeah. We, uh, on offense, the fumble by Schwartz, who knows what that drive could have been. Everyone's pissed at, at, at Deshaun for not having a great game. Perfect throw to him. He turned, he a ran. 20-yard reception. Perfect or like, punch out. Yeah, and just he fumbles. And then Texans get the ball. Boom. That drive's done. Then they punt. Pin us at the one-yard line. Safety. What can you do? Then the next possession, they pin us at the one-yard line. Okay. I mean, that was I a think fucking I weird you, game. We said this is a weird game. This yeah, is- like none of these things are normal. Like Browns fans are like, oh, Deshaun needs to go out there and throw for a thousand yards and this and that. And it's like, guys, that's a weird ass game. The so field I- position was really important. And you have a guy who hasn't played in that. How long? I'm glad that this game that he came back was against Houston, was against a team that he can maybe if, make. If we were playing mistakes. a better team and he looked like that, we were, we'd have gotten blown out. Yeah. No question I'm about just, it. I'm glad he could come out there and kind of play that game full speed, get it out of his system, <coughs> kind of shake off the jitters, kind of like go back and watch live game your footage. System. Go watch live game footage now and, and and just watch exactly what he did and what mistakes he made. Now you have Cincinnati this week. So now those are mistakes you cannot make against a team like this. No, they will make you pay. Yes. So I'm hoping he just, you know, now he's ready to go, you know. And, and this week is going to be an interesting one. We're obviously going to end the show. You guys know how this procedure works. We're going to re- break down the browns Bengals game. Um but Joe Burrow never beat the Browns. Right. Did you see his, his quote today? No. They asked him, they're like, what do the Browns do defensively that's different than any other teams? And he goes, they have Miles Garrett. That's different than every other team we play. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that. It was quote. a really good quote because they were like, you're 0 4 against the Browns. Why is that? And that's what he said. He's like, they have Miles Garrett. Miles, Miles hate on Sunday, too. Like, he's, uh, he, I don't know if he had something to prove, but he, he was out there. I mean, of course, it's against Houston, but. Uh, he was doing big things on Sunday. And it's one of those things, again, where it doesn't show up in the stat sheet. And that's the thing with simpletons. Like, no offense, your buddy Bo you sure? made that post uh, last week about <laughs> TJ TJ Watts better than Miles Garrett because pro football, fo- pro football talk is stupid. They don't know what they're talking about. And it's like, I'm just basing off of... I mean, no offense to TJ Watt because he's a hell of a player. But he, yeah. yeah, I'm not knocking him at all. Yeah. It's like 1A, 1B, those two are neck and neck. I'm not knocking him at all. But you have the mo- like the instances of, look at how many times Miles Garrett's double team, triple teamed. Way more than TJ yeah, Watt, yeah. or uh, uh, yeah, TJ Watt. And then how many times the the pass rush win percentage? Miles Garrett's the best in the league at that. 
you're not getting the sack, but you're making the quarterback throw it earlier. That's something important. I feel like the game against the Bucks because it was on Fox, they yeah. showed more of what um, Garrett goes through. You know, they yeah. showed more. They they showed more footage of him getting that double team, getting yep. checked down, getting hit from the side where he'd break from that tackle, and, and as soon as he's turning the corner, the guard's right there to hit him. Like, and it helps too for him at least that he actually had a great game. Oh, like, yeah. He but was it, double, triple teamed. They were chipping him, doing yeah. everything. He was hurt. He's showing himself like wincing in pain. Right. And he still had, what, three sacks? I, I just don't know. I, I assume CBS's production is different than Fox's, obviously, but I feel like mm -hmm. they don't show that as much uh, on no. CBS games. Like the Fox really pointed out like what he goes through. Now, take that and multiply by 18 or 17 games, obviously, by week. But I mean, that's, he goes through a shit ton of, and he still gets how many sacks? I mean, it, last I saw, he was by like 10% more than anybody else yeah. in the NFL. I mean, which is crazy. And I'm glad that's why I'm glad Clowney the last two games has been healthy. That's been the biggest thing. I, I talked about that yeah. weeks ago. I said, if, if we had some help for, for Garrett, things would be so much better. Yeah. They'd be easier. You got to open shit up with Cam Hayward on the line. It's easier for TJ Watt. Winfrey looked pretty good. Um, he looked good. And, and when Clowney he, has he a good took game, some, he took some people off. That's when Garrett has a good game. Yeah. The, the two things go hand in hand. Did you see Clowney chase down that, uh, that running back. Yeah. They do sneaky fast. He's so fast. If he could just, get it all together and, and play a full game. Could you imagine like the little running back? He's running us on his big ass arm. He's, he's just thinking like, you. hell yeah. And yeah, he got him like on the shoulder. If he yeah. hit the ball, like that's a fumble. Yeah. Um, but, you know, good game defensively. Like you said, we had some injuries though, that we really can't afford. We lost another linebacker. Sione Taki Taki tore his ACL. He's out for the rest of the year. Uh, I feel bad for him. He was coming in playing well. Uh, I have a lot of people that would, that are like huge, not huge, <laughs> but they're, they're big Taki Taki fans. And they're like, why do, you know, why doesn't this guy get more playing time, this and that? And I'm like, because he's really not that great. Like, let's people be honest. who are big Taki Taki fans? Yeah. Is it the name? Yeah. Okay. Because it's a rap song or Got whatever, it. that Hispanic song. Um, but people would ask me, like, why doesn't Taki Taki play more? He's so good. And I'm like, because he's really not good no. if you actually watch him. For every one play that he makes, he over-pursues and he lets a guy get past him. He misses a, an assignment. He, he's good, but nothing special. He's a special teamer that you plug in during an injury, which is exactly what he was this year and why he looked good. But he's given you minutes that you need, you know, could you get needed? Oh, for sure. Like I mean, now said. we're fucked. We're going to, for whatever reason, Deion Jones isn't seeing the field. I don't understand what's going on with that. Is he in the doghouse? Is he just not fitting in? Is he not learning the system? I'd really like to know why yeah. Deion Jones is, we traded for him, albeit only a seventh round pick, would be curious but he's barely see. playing. This is also the one of the first or second games that the entire secondary has been healthy too. And they were all out there. True. And I'm, look, I'm really pissed that Greg Newsom missed that interception. Right. Oh, I think that would have been his gimme, first career. The, the gimme that he and then, yeah, I mean, Denzel Ward just scoop and score. The but, defense looked but they, good. They look good. I mean, Emerson looked great again. Emerson yep. has not had a bad game, I don't think. Maybe no, not first, really. Maybe the first or second game um, where he kind of got beat a couple times. Um, yeah, I want to say he got beat up pretty badly by Garrett Wilson in week two. I think that yeah. I think he covered Garrett yeah, Wilson he a got, lot. He got, he got scorched in those games playing out of position. I, I mean, I don't know where he's playing as he's playing middle linebacker, right? Yeah, that's, that's his position. He's just not very good at it. No, I didn't think he played. I don't think the Browns run a left or right. No, linebacker. We, it's we, always been middle linebacker. It's four up front and one in the middle and five out back, right? And it depends on the situation. But yeah, I mean, a lot of times we run maybe two two linebackers at most. Taki yeah. um, Taki's just not very good. I mean, let's just be honest. Call it what it is. Yeah. Um, but no, the second. He was like a fourth or fifth round pick. I mean, that's he's, he's what a, he he's is. A, he's an he's average a, he's player. A yeah. Um, we, we talked about him numerous times. The defensive tackle, linebacker, the two positions they need to go after mm -hmm. this year. Um, but the secondary thing, they're healthy. Uh, they yep. look great. They're doing well. Um, I'm here's here's my one thing I can't stand, and I think I mentioned this last week or maybe not. 
is I'm getting tired of the non-wrap-ups with secondaries. I'm getting tired of the kamikaze dive bomb, throw your shoulder at a guy, and then see you, Dave. See you, Dave. Um, and then like they don't they don't they don't tackle them. They get the one hit. Now these these receivers are used to that, and it's not just the Browns doing it. Mm-hmm. A lot of secondary cornerbacks are doing it, safeties are doing it, where they just throw their body at it. Now the receivers are starting to get used to it, where they get, take that initial hit and they just they, bounce right they off, roll off it or bounce off, and then get another five or six. Yards. I mean that was Greedy Williams. I know which play you're talking about. Yeah. Right on the sideline, Greedy Williams had a guy dead to rights. Didn't go for the wrap up normal right. tackle. He kind of half assed it and got an extra twenty yards after the fact. Is this what we're teaching secondary now? Like, is this what we're teaching our cornerbacks? Like, I know I played high school football. I know it's been years, like fifty years ago. Yeah. But I was told you hit with your shoulder, you wrap up, you, you tackle and bring them to the ground. I, I understand. I'm not, Not, nothing has changed. Now let me. Now I understand that the one play at the one where it was Emerson, I believe, or mm-hmm. maybe it was Newsom where they did throw their body and the guy dropped the ball. I get that's what you go for sometimes when they stop that fourth down. Yeah. I get that what you go for is you get that big impact hit and they drop the ball or something. But if you have a guy going to the sidelines, tackle him and take him out of bounds. Like, what's what's the issue? Yeah, if you're in a situation like that where you're at the the one-yard line like we did, it was a good stop. It was a fourth down stop. We knocked Hard the ball hit. out. Loved it. Great. That's it's one of those situations where it's like they're either catching this and scoring or I'm going to do everything I can to, to fucking to hurt this guy yeah. and make him not catch yeah. it. I understand that because wrapping up and tackling, he could probably still stick the ball over. You have to big hit a guy there. Correct. But the play on the sideline with Greedy Williams going for the big hit, like you said, you're on the sidelines. Literally just fucking shove the guy. Right. And, and be, the play's over. And because he already that, caught it. I think he got a first down because of that. Like, he, oh, yeah. He, he rolled caught off it, and went. rolled off Greedy, <clears throat> and got an extra like 10, 15, 20 yards, whatever. It was I huge. Just, I don't get it. Like, I think people are going for the ESPN highlights where they want to get that big hit. Yeah. You know, the Palomalo hits back in the day where they clean your clock or some shit like that. Yep. It's, it's just not there. Like, wrap up, bring it down. You're not that guy. I hate saying that. The TikTok thing. You're no, not that I, guy. Dude. You're, not, you're not that guy. On uh, to Mel's point about him playing an outside linebacker. Uh, again, we we run a lot of like just two linebacker sets, so there really isn't a middle linebacker when you only have two. There's no middle; they're both outside. Um, Taki Taki just isn't very good. I mean, he's, that's why he's we, doing what's kind of asked was asked of him, and that's all we. Can we ask. already had a Taki Taki in Joe Schobert. You have a guy who just makes tackles. They're not going to make plays. They're going to make tackles when a guy gets to them. They're not going to get tackles for loss. <laughs> they're not going to get sacks. They just Try to get a body on the ball. That's it. And Taki Taki was okay at that. So was Joe Schobert. That's why we let Joe Schobert go. And he went to Pittsburgh, did the same thing there. What's Taki Taki's uh, contract with us? Is He's it? a free agent. That's why I feel bad for him. Oof, what a way to He's end. an impending free agent. He won't be back um, next year. I mean, he's going to take at least a year to get healthy. He'll be lucky to be on a roster by the end of next season. I yeah. feel really bad for him. Uh, but we'll see what happens in that situation. Speaking of Mel, Mel's a huge college football fan. Oh, he knows college football? Uh, he thinks he does. No, I'm just kidding. He does. He knows way more than me. I don't follow that no, shit absolutely. like that. Um, I I've said it a million times. I follow college just to scout. I don't really give a fuck about the games and the players. Like a lot of people ask me, they're like, who do you root for? I'm like, nobody. These like, last two weeks are the, where you start watching college football. Yeah. I mean, I watch all year. Like all stuff. Yeah. I follow, I, I've talked about him last year. I, I did it as my tip. Uh, Dane Brugler. He's a guy that I follow from the athletic. He's my, my go-to guy in terms of scouting and shit like that. Cause he does a thorough job on people you've never heard of. So I follow him year round and every week he usually will send out a tweet about a specific game and say, these are the guys to watch in this game, things like that. And that's kind of where my mind goes. Um, But I have people like I was talking to my brother-in-law about the Ohio state loss to Michigan. And we're going over, it was the night of the the USC game where USC lost. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, this is amazing. Ohio state's going to get in. And I'm like, "Eh, yeah, that's fine. He's like, what do you not like? You don't care. I'm like, no, not really. Like, 
I'd like them to beat Michigan, but when they didn't beat them a couple weeks ago, I just was like, all right, I moved on with my day. Like well, they're walking into a buzzsaw no matter what, whether right. it's a Michigan or a Georgia. It's just I just I me personally, I mean it is what it is. Like if they lose, I get pissed when teams get screwed. Yeah. I mean, there have been instances even for Ohio State against Clemson years ago. Uh the the catcher was it a fumble, et cetera. There's things like that where I'm like, that's just bullshit. That's a bad call. I just want a good officiated game and I'll be happy. Uh obviously. Michigan, I don't like them just because I'm from Ohio. I grew up with that hatred of Michigan. Uh, so I don't want them to win a championship by any stretch. But at the same time, like I said, them beating Ohio State didn't really matter to me. I feel like when um, you say Michigan, Adam suddenly appears in the chat. So I'm waiting for that. It's like, yeah, it's like it's like the Batman. Sound. The bat signal. It, it went up. I said Michigan. But that's <laughs> the other thing. Like there's people that literally like that whole week, they won't put an M in their fucking social media posts and things like so, that. So did you see, um, we probably didn't see, but um, our development made Barstool. Mm-mm. Um. So in our development, like at your house? No, no. Like our development. So someone around our development. Put, That's what I mean. Like, like in your neighborhood. Yeah, game? yeah. So, oh, I gotcha. so someone put red tape on like all the M's. You know, metal lakes. Mm. And then somebody on our Facebook page like called out like was being like legit Karen and saying, "This is bullshit. You're leaving so much res. Is this duct tape residue?" And so like the entire Facebook post was shared plus the pictures, and it made it all the way to Barstool Sports. And so they wrote a wrote an article about it, like all that. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This is crazy. And then we made not to get on a tangent. So we made uh, we made a headlines for that, and then just last night we made another headlines. Some lady stabbed her parents two blocks away from my house. Okay, so another instance where there was some red residue left. There in you in the, go. You've got the blood and you've got the tape. Good, um, good times. I mean, hey, shit's gonna happen. It's gonna happen everywhere. What right. are you gonna do? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there it is behind me. Uh, I'll, I'll lean a little bit. George? You've got one Georgia Bulldogs against the number four Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, the Peach Bowl. Jackson Smith and Jigba has officially ruled out him playing. I think he's one of potential many doing that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's me a couple other people who probably don't play either. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it is one of those things of like, if you're not a hundred percent, are you really willing to risk everything? Right. Cause that's your future. That's your, your, your livelihood. I mean, right. Jackson Smith and Jigba had he not missed most of the season was a first round pick. He was one of the top wide receivers in the country missed most of the season he is now probably going to be a second or third round pick unfortunately unless he has a great combine but he's rehabbing right now hopefully he gets healthy enough for the combine in february uh or march whenever the fuck it is and then the draft is of course in april um but if he plays re-injures it makes it worse needs surgery god forbid misses next year he then goes from a second or third round pick day two two, day three day four fourth fifth maybe even undrafted god forbid um so I mean, you live by my nephew. Oh, no shit. Small world for you. Yeah, two uh, older people got stabbed by their daughter. The daughter's from Lakewood. She stabbed like 67-year-old guy, 69-year-old woman. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, who hasn't it, wanted to do that? You know? True. Let's be honest. They survived. They survived. She got arrested or whatever. But yeah, pretty bad stabbings, I guess. Yeah. You ever meet some old shit, and then you're just like, I really wish I could stab this old bitch. And you just have to move on with your day. Just wanna... She said, I wish I could stab this bitch and did it. Yeah. Dave is calling locked and loaded on the Michigan Ohio State calling matchup the in the championship. Uh, and then, yeah, Michigan is ranked two and they are taking on TCU, which personally, I think college football fucked up. Uh, TCU lost. They have one loss. Ohio State has one loss. Granted, TCU lost by a field goal to the 11th ranked Kansas State. Yep. Ohio State got their asses kicked by the number two ranked Michigan, or at the time they were three. I'm sorry. Um, how did TCU not move? I feel like Ohio State moving to three was a no-brainer. You have Michigan, Ohio State in the playoffs. TCU, Georgia, winner goes to the championship. Some people have strong opinions about this. If you ask Chipper, our favorite grandfather of our show, um, 
he even said that he doesn't believe that a, a team that lost in their championship game um, by whatever three points in overtime should lose a spot, especially if they're undefeated, which TCU was. Um, so maybe they fucked up. Maybe they didn't. Um, I still think we missed out on a great opportunity to have a Michigan Ohio state bowl game. I just look at it as one loss is one loss. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter if it's a championship game or not. It's not Ohio state's fault that there's a championship game like that. Purdue had no business being in that. Mm -hmm. Like the way, the way college football has that shit set up. Realistically, it should have been Ohio state, Michigan having a rematch in the championship game for the big 10. Well, they changed it to the divisions and did all that. You know, ever since they did the divisions, only the East is one. Yeah. Because you don't say you it's West? got Ohio State and Michigan Have you seen in the it? West? My God. Now, I think it's going to change next year because we're bringing USC and another one in. Um, is the next year or the year after? So they'll have to shake up the divisions a little bit at mm -hmm. least. Um, but no, I think, you know, it is what it is. I really wanted Ohio State. I wanted Ohio State to bump to three, like you said. Um, and, and this isn't even me for Ohio State, Michigan. This is just this makes sense. No, to me, it made oh, sense. Oh, Mel's too. trying to call and he said he can't get through. Tim's going to look into that right now for you, Mel. We didn't pay our phone bill. Yeah, Lee didn't pay the bill. Go figure. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you want from me? He's uh, a Steelers fan. We just show up and do our our talking for two hours. We don't work anything else. He's he's spending all of his money buying his cousin's Plan B pills. That's what Pittsburgh fans do. Woof. Shots fired. Woof. So, I mean, my, my easy predicts for this, at least behind us, is you see your two championship teams up here. I agree. I think Georgia, Michigan in the championship. I don't. I don't think TCU is going to stand a chance against Michigan. Yeah. Uh, number one defense in the nation, if I'm not mistaken, or at least top Have five. You like seen they're damn some of those, good. Those players, those boys in that team, Jesus, they're good. They're like, they're like NFL ready to go. That's the big thing for me. Like, there's Jim Harbaugh. I'll give him a ton of credit. Offensively, can't recruit for shit. They can't get a quarterback. Most of their weapons aren't very good. Um, running backs too. I mean, they try to be a powerhouse running team, uh, but defensively phenomenal last year Aiden Hutchinson you just consistently have good defensive players coming out of Michigan Ohio State they're the opposite defensively we have some guys that get drafted but used to be for a, the most part it, yeah, it used to be well-rounded it used to be a great cornerback college it, it, you, it, it did cornerback now we're State, wide receiver yeah, university yeah. but it used to be DB university um we've never been a quarterback university no I mean Justin Fields is looking good Imagine him on a better team. I think he'd be a much better quarterback. It feels like the asterisks. He did play for Georgia before. True. He, he had to go learn how to be a quarterback before he came to Ohio State. <laughs> and then Joe Burrow had to get the fuck out of Ohio State to be a good quarterback. Right. So, so no one that played for Ohio State. Yeah. You always have to be somewhere else. Your, your, your stories have to have some extra chapters if you're going to be a good NFL quarterback. But no, I'm with Kyle. I don't think Ohio State really stands a chance against Georgia. Is it, are these going to be good games to watch or are these going to be both blowouts? I think the TCU Michigan game will be close. I, I actually I think okay. it, it'll be closer than Ohio State Georgia, in my opinion. Things can change. I know Georgia's over the top defense. If you want to go deep, which Ohio State can do with Marvin Harrison Jr., you have a you know a really good athletic wide receiver room. Uh, if we go deep and, and and Ryan Day gets his head out of his ass, I think the biggest problem for the Buckeyes is, is Ryan Day. Ryan Day against Michigan did the same thing. He was coaching scared. He's trying to establish the run too much. You have C.J. Stroud, a potential Heisman candidate, potential top five draft pick. Let the guy throw the fucking mm -hmm. ball. That's what he's good at. Ryan Day has a leash on him, and it's cost us how many games? Yeah. Defensively, my buddy sent me a stat the other day. Let me pull it up really quick before I get to it because it's kind of fucking interesting, actually. Um, is the phone working, Tim? I never looked phone it up. is working. But he sent me this stat. He said, I have something crazy for that OSU game. Michigan ran 59 plays, 54 of them. They were minus three net yards. The other five plays, 360 yards, 35 points. Wow. Big plays killed Ohio state. Well, what, and again, I didn't, I didn't verify this, but I trust my man, Steve. He's what, very what detailed. What annoys me more than anything is the fact that, um, 
when uh is when um those two or three plays over the top that the kid basically literally threw up. Yeah. Like he had to come back. The ice had to come back and catch it. Yeah. Like this is like a sophomore, basically a rookie quarterback, right? Yeah. And he just chucked the We're ball. Down that the guy. Oh, okay. okay. Mel's right, Mel's ready. Santa Claus. Uh, why do I think Ohio State hasn't produced a good quarterback? Uh, I mean, a lot of it has to do with what they're going for. Ohio State's going for wins. They're not going for producing can't like college and NFL talent. Um, Craig, that's why Craig, Craig Krenzel is the last great quarterback they had. Well, I look at it though. Yeah, uh, th- there's a lot of teams that like the- they'll be good for five years because they have a great quarterback. Like, look at Stanford. Stanford was really good with Andrew Luck. They had Christian McCaffrey. Those guys are gone. Stanford hasn't done shit. You have Clemson. They had Trevor Lawrence. Now he's gone. They haven't done shit. They were good with um, uh, Deshaun Watson. You have these schools that have the really great quarterback, and that team's on the map for a while. Look at Tennessee. Then Tennessee they fall back. Has not been good since Peyton Manning. Yeah. Now, this year they, they, had this kid, they had Hooker, got, he got hurt, but. and then he gets hurt, and now you don't hear from Tennessee, yep. and you probably won't hear from them again for a while because Hooker's more than likely going to the NFL. So you have these teams like Ohio State that just consistently have talent because their main priority is winning. That's why Michigan, Georgia, mm-hmm. Alabama don't really produce college mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I mean, honestly, Alabama has – they have a good list right now when you look at Jalen Hurts, you look at Tua, Mac Jones, but when's the last time they've had a really good quarterback yep. go to the NFL? These schools just consistently get – good talent overall to win games because that's at the end of the day that's your job caller thank you for calling the fist trash band cleaning service llc who do we Hi, have huh? here what's up fellas this now what's up yeah, I you you guys how you doing man long time no talk i don't know man i've been, been working just like y'all man hell just yeah get through life. for those of you listening right now this is mel from fourth and 15 you can catch them on uh most saturdays from two to four yeah, we'll be back soon. Don't Hell yeah, looking know. forward to it, man. Miss you guys. Yeah, we miss y'all too, man. Don't, don't like it. We, we're not being ignorant. We just we working. Hell yeah, dude. Got to do what you got to do. Right, so what so, do we, what do we owe the pleasure right now? Well, he I hear y'all talking about the the college playoffs, and I know there's a lot of people pissed off that you know Ohio State got back in. <clears throat> and let's just make this clear: the committee got it right. And I reason, I'm going to tell you why the committee got it right. The first thing was, yes, Ohio State got beat on by Michigan. They got beat like a stepchild. But the problem with this was, if you were expecting a Pac-12 team and a Big 12 team to a degree to make it in and be undefeated, you were wrong. The reason being, Pac-12, since 2014, has not produced a viable candidate to be in the playoff. Oregon shits the bed every chance they get. Absolutely. USC's just now getting back to where they're respectable. Mm-hmm. And even then, they still have their problems with Utah. And if you haven't noticed, Utah's been everybody's kryptonite when it comes to the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, what did Utah go on, like a 35-7 to run to end that game on yes. Friday night? That and, was how, nuts. and how does that happen? If you're USC, that should never happen. In but USC's defense, the, the quarterback was injured. He was basically playing with one leg. Um, well, he shouldn't have had his ass out there. That's what I was going to say. Shame on USC for putting have, this injured you, guy out there in the biggest game of your year, of, of your season. Yeah, you do more harm than good. Yep. Like, that, that was Baker. That's Baker. Yeah, all over it, it cost them the game. And secondly, um, they got it right because the Big 12 actually produced somebody that was worth being in the, um, in the playoff. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see a two-loss team up until until next year. 
or next year or the 2024, whichever one they, whichever year they're going to start it, you're not going to see a two-loss team in the college playoff. As long as it's four teams, you're not going to see it. Absolutely. So, now, I want to ask watching, your thoughts, Mel. Do you, do you agree with Ohio State not moving up to three? And and I'll put honestly, rival, rivalry honestly, yeah. aside, Michigan, not yes. even worried about that. Do, you think they should have been to three or you think you're, you're okay with four? I'm okay with four because, one, the resume. They beat three ranked opponents. Sure. At the time they were, you know, at the time they played, and they were ranked. Mm-hmm. You beat three ranked opponents. You beat a Penn State. You beat uh, Notre well, not Notre Dame, but Notre Dame helps you credibility mm-hmm. because that's a rivalry game, technically. And then you look good the rest of the season. You play the number three team, and they beat the shit out of you. You know, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, that they should have moved up or anything, but the committee got it right. If you get beat like that, you deserve to drop a few spots. And then with people in front of you lose, you deserve to get back in it. So number four to me made sense. There he is. Now, don't be surprised. Here's a stat for you guys, the people watching. I know okay. Kyle might know this because Kyle actually does his research. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> but... Um, Remember the last time Ohio State won a national championship? They were the number four team in the playoff. Cardale. And they played, yeah. And they played the number one team, which was Alabama. And they stomped Alabama. So just don't be surprised. They've had good luck at the number four spot. As for the other side, the number three team being TCU, I wouldn't say. You know, Michigan has an easy, it has a cakewalk with this. Don't be surprised if TCU plays and pulls the upset. They're playing with house money. Yeah, I actually just got done telling Kyle that. I said, I think that game's going to be a little closer than people expect because TCU's, TCU's, TCU's no joke. They're a good team. Off the upset. I, yeah, think, I, think I think offensively, TCU's, if they can figure out Michigan's defense a little bit, they can keep up because Michigan's offense isn't anything to write home about. And and you're right. And on the, the second part to that is, TCU had the Big 12's best defense. They, yep. led the, they led the conference with 24 takeaways. So they have a defense that can generate turnovers. And they're playing a young, inexperienced quarterback with Michigan. So, I mean, that's a perfect perfect formula for them. This is where you make, make and, mistakes and you take advantage of those mistakes. Yeah. And, you, and people have to remember that. And like I said, TCU's playing with house money. They have nothing to lose because nobody expected them to be there. They're just happy to be there. That's all it is. And that's a scary combination. If you, Kyle, you play football, Justin, you watch football, you see that that's a scary recipe for disaster. If you play in a team that literally doesn't have anything to lose and you hear the phrase, we're just happy to be here, don't be surprised. Just don't be surprised if you look up in the third quarter and TCU has a two-touchdown lead. That's definitely going to make Harbaugh pucker up a little bit, if you know what I mean, hearing that, because he's got all the pressure in the world. You lose to TCU, you're going to be talked about for a long time of how big of a fucking choke job that is. But you like beat Ohio you said, State twice, though. Right. Eh, twice in but it, long, it still so. won't matter because this will be your second time in the playoff in back-to-back years, right? and you lose. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, on top of that, and on top of that, the first time you got beat on by the defending national champion. So that didn't look good for you. Now right. you're losing to a Big 12 team. And at this stage of the game, the Big 12 is not known for playing defense. And take you it from me, a Browns fan, it's, it's better to be beat off than beat on, if you know what I mean. Hey, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had to get a Watson. And, and, that, and, that's, 
and that's the thing I I want people to understand. Like when you watch these, when you watch talking about balls, and when you watch fourth and fifteen, you guys got to stop, you know, being fan fans and actually pay attention Absolutely. to what's presented in front of you. And and honestly, here's here's something a lot of people won't think about. Georgia hasn't been perfect all year either. No, not at all. Georgia has slipped. And the offensive production has not been there when they needed it. Correct. So they struggled against Tennessee, especially in the second half when you can make the halftime adjustments. So if you are, if you're, if I'm Ryan Day and I'm Ohio State, I'm honestly calling the coach at Tennessee. I'm calling Nick Saban just because, you know, what did you guys do in the second half? Oh, I'm sure they're breaking that film down every day. Absolutely. And if and if he's not, he's crazy. But I don't think he's not gonna do gonna not pay attention to that because we all saw it. And Absolutely. If I'm a betting man, if I'm a betting man, I could honestly possibly see two upsets in the college playoff because the numbers are there. The last time Ohio State won a championship, they were in the fourth spot. The last time a surprise school got into the playoff, it was uh, Cincinnati. Yep. Cincinnati made Alabama work. Everybody looks at that score and they're like, oh, well, they got blue. No, you don't score 27 points against Alabama or make Alabama score 27 points over a course of a game. They scored that in a quarter. Right. Absolutely. And Cincinnati made them work for that. Yeah, Cincinnati's and defense TCU, was no joke. I mean, you had Sauce Gardner yes. out there. I mean, him alone. And, and if TCU makes Michigan work for this, by the time the third quarters end, that offense is going to be gassed. Yep. I can guarantee it. Very physical team. If you look TCU. at the body of work, yeah. If you look at the body of work of, of Michigan all year, if they played, they didn't play anybody. Let's start there. They didn't play anybody. I, I know Michigan fans up and down Cleveland. You got to add them in the comments anybody. right now. He, he woke your up first, right when we talked about your, Michigan. Your first three games were against Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. Every last one of those first three games, none of those teams went over 500. Right. And then you got in the Big Ten play, and, you know. I mean, shit, they almost I lost to Illinois, you. for God's sake. Yeah, and Illinois hasn't been credible since Juice Williams was there. Right. So, Kyle, yes, I do agree with you. It sucks the way the landscape of the of divisional college football play looks like, but it's not, it's not Michigan's fault. It's not the Big Ten's fault. They wanted to do something that made sense. And what makes sense for the Big Ten? We got to keep our rivalry alive. Right. You, don't worry, you, don't, you don't get ratings off of Michigan, Michigan State. You don't get ratings off of Penn State, Michigan State. You don't even get ratings off of Purdue, Indiana. You get ratings and you get money off of Michigan, Ohio State. Absolutely. Now, No doubt about when it. The, when, yeah. Now, when USC and UCLA get here within the next two years, that might change. You might have to move Michigan to the West. The only problem with this is there's nobody in the West that Michigan has to worry about until Luke Fickle is able to build up his team at Wisconsin. Fink. Yeah, which might take him a year. Kyle calls him Luke Finkel. <laughs> <laughs> Fink. So I, I honestly believe like the divisional lineup is right. It's just not Michigan. It's not Michigan's fault. Purdue is not as good as them. This isn't 1997, 98. Right. Purdue has Drew Brees, Vinny Sutherland, and all of those guys. This is 2022 where it's Michigan, Ohio State, and everybody else. 
Yeah, Dave is is hellbent that it's going to be Ohio State Michigan in the championship game. That is uh Dave owner that of Redline be, Radio. That's his he's he's saying he's ready to put money on that shit. Theoretically, that would be a great, great fucking excuse my French, but that'd be a great national championship. That would. I but agree with Adam in here in the NCAA, comments. I don't know if you can see it, Mel, but we had a guy comment and he said Big Ten's tossing around the idea of dissolving the divisions, which they absolutely need to do. Well, here's a question to that. Why? I mean, I think they want to avoid then, shit games like Michigan against <clears throat> Purdue, like we had to watch last week. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I personally didn't watch it at all. Like that—that's a game where you—you you almost guarantee Michigan's going to ask them. So I'm like, uh, it's not even worth my time. Well, here's the pro- here again. Here's the problem with that: the divisions aren't the problem. It's the programs, right? No, absolutely. You can't, they need you more can't, talent you can't, in the other division, so and, this way there's actually somebody worth watching that could actually contend with a Michigan or an Ohio state, whatever team wins that division, they're going to face somebody that's not Purdue. Cause I mean, I mean, let's be honest. That's, and and to be honest, we just went through almost a hundred years of that. Right. Because that was what the big 10 was doing. And they were the last conference to get rid of, uh, just play it out and see who's winning too. Yeah. Or who's number one. Now with that, your problem is going to come in. What if, you know, Ohio State, Michigan plays week before championship Sunday and they got a rematch. Now you're going to have teams bitching about that. Okay, well, we tried it the other way. It didn't work. So just keep it. You got to, you got to, at some point, some point coaches or the, the, the higher ups at the Big Ten are going to have to sit down with the coaches out of the West. Hey, look, you guys got to stop being pussies and start recruiting. The transfer portals opened up. Yep. You got a big you got another big name coach coming to the Big Ten and Luke Fickle. You gotta do something. Oh, I agree. Completely. You can't just rely on you can't just rely on everybody else doing the work for you. That's why people were mad at Deion Sanders for leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado. Who's doing all the work? Right. I, I mean I'm okay so, with, with Deion leaving. But a lot of people weren't. And I didn't right. mean to throw that out there, but no, no, a lot of fine. people were a lot of people were mad about that. But here's the thing. What's I've up? been inside of oh. I've been inside the circle of HBCU football. That problem ain't just at Jackson State. It's the entire landscape. Right. I mean, Dion did what right. every coach does for the most part. You go to a small school, you build, you create the program, you make it your own, and then you get an offer to a bigger and better place, and you move on to greener pastures. That's what everybody has to do. Everybody starts for and, the most part. You start here, low. Here's the thing that people you work your way up. And this is. And I'm black, so I'm going to say this. People, we can't keep yelling at one person to save us all. Right. Because clearly, you know, this happens at, this happens at every school. Every year. That's why, the big, that's why the Big Ten looks like shit in the West. Name me somebody who's an alumni, player-wise, that's come back. Nobody. Right. Look at what, what Brian Kelly did to Notre Dame last year. Look at what right. Kyle's, Kyle's boy Luke Finkel just did to Cincinnati. He said, hey, hey look at I what Bill Belichick job. did. He signed yeah. a, look at what Bill Belichick did. He signed a contract with the paint with the uh the Jets. With the Jets. And he's like, you know what? Twenty four out twenty four and a half hours later, he said, You know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go play, I'm gonna go coach the Patriots. And he left. Right. So what is the difference? It's no <laughs> different at all. I agree with you. I think How many, just, they're just mad the way Dion does it, because Dion's not your typical coach. He he doesn't walk in right. Dressed in a suit and do your bullshit interview and give you normal, you know, Bill Belichick answers. He's going to talk off the cuff. He's funny. He's engaging. 
they don't like that. Be- oh, and he's a good I mean, people's ex-girlfriends have yeah. left them because they didn't have a good car or they didn't have exactly. a better job. Flashiness. I mean, you guys, I mean, I mean, guys have left their girlfriends kids. for that same shit. Right. And you got Deion Sanders recruiting 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds, these kids. They look at Deion and they're like, fuck, that guy's cool as hell. I want to go play with him. Now, if... If Luke Fickle walks in my living room, I'm not going to get as excited as I would for Deion Sanders, if I'm being honest. I wouldn't get as excited, but I'd take him just as serious. 100%. At the end of the day, I would have to really weigh out my options and be like, do I want to go with this really serious coach? Or do I want to go where I think it's going to be fun, but he means business as well. So you got to really take the good and the bad. And on top of that, even more so, think about this, people. This man was at Jackson State. And Jackson State hadn't done anything within the last 20, not since 2007. They yeah, hadn't won the almost 20 years. Since 2000. Yeah, that's almost 20 years. Not only that, they were in Memorial Stadium down in Mississippi. Now, for those sporting enthusiasts, Memorial Stadium at one time housed every Mississippi team in Division One football. So that's Mississippi, Mississippi State, Mississippi Valley State, mm-hmm. and Jackson State. They have never sold Jackson State had never sold out every home game. That's the Deion Deion got there. That's the prime time factor. All right, Mel, I gotta he wrap this up because we got get, a lot of, oh, lot of shit I gotta get. No, you're fine, yeah. man. It was great talking to you. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, man, man. I forget we be on TV sometimes, man. I forget. My bad. No, you're good, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I miss you guys. I'll be back soon. Y'all holding down the fort. Love what y'all are doing. Thank Dave, you, man. I appreciate that. We can't up? wait to see you back. Uh, we'll be back soon. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate the call, dude. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. That was Mel from 4th and 15. You can check them out on Saturdays from 2 to 4. Speaking of Mel, or or 4th and 15, I'm sorry. Redline Radio has so many shows. They've got TMI Saturday nights. They've got comedies and cocktails with Jen Jen Saturday nights also. Then you roll into Sunday. Sunday's a nice, lazy day. You know, you're relaxing. You're watching football. You're hanging out on the couch. You've got uh, professionally unprofessional with Kevin Kwan. Who's the producer for that show? That would be my boy, Tim Buck, That's right. Tim Buck, is a producer. Very funny, guys. Check that show out Sunday afternoons. And then after that, you've got Medium Ratchet from 6 to 7, leading in to the Steel City Running, running Lates, who did have uh, a little talking about balls presence on their show over the weekend, and that would be, again, Tim Buck, This guy does it all. I don't know how Tim gets the energy to do this shit. I wonder how I much they paid it. you to, to swallow your pride and go on that show. Not enough. I can tell you that right off the rip. Mondays, you've got Just you Therapy. Canes. That was Okay, that's enough. fair. I mean, that's a start. That's a good bargaining chip. I don't think that would have gotten me on the show. Tim Buck Tuesday, my boy, if you don't get enough of him with us, if you don't get enough with him on every other show that he does, he does Lex's show. He's doing Pizzle. He's doing what you do Saturday nights, right? Yep. Yeah, you're doing Saturday nights. You're doing Kevin Kwan. You're now doing Steel City. You're doing Just Therapy. You have your own show on Tuesday nights, Tim Buck Tuesdays from 6 to 8. Don't miss that. Uh, You've got Gary Wenner spinning the hitch. You've got Broad Street South. You've got talking about balls and we want to give a special shout out to the lovely ladies at she vibes last week there was a little technical difficulty malfunction the talking about balls background that you see behind us was unfortunately put behind them on their show and we want to sincerely obviously we had nothing to do with it um not anything we would have had intended on happening but we just want to sincerely apologize to she vibes so check them out they're sick today we hope they get better we want to wish them the best but normally they would be going on from 8 30 to 9 30 lovely lovely ladies again our apologies about the the mess up with our logo being on their show. We don't as, purposely put penises on people's backs. Yeah, we, we try to not do that. So. We understand the Me Too movement and all that shit. So we don't force our, our, our chilled Genitals. logo on anybody. Um, <laughs> but next week, in honor of, of She Vibes, when they come back, we're going to throw their logo up on, on here with us. 
I was going to do it tonight, but since they're not on, we'll wait and do it for next week. Um, but check them out every week from 8, 8.30 to 9.30. Again, they're under the weather tonight, so they're not happening. Uh, you've got that guy, Dub, Thursday <laughs> afternoons. He's killing it. He was part of the Dynatech uh, remote. He had to do it from his from car. Yeah, he was, he was in Atlanta, I think, right? He was out yeah. of state. That's dedication. That dude woke up. He did a show live from a truck. Killed it. Did a great job. He unfortunately had to talk to Lee the whole time, so that really brought it down. But, I mean, what are you going to do? And then you've got the Lex Vegas show on Thursday nights and ending it, of course, with Club Pizzle um, for the culture on Monday nights from Studio One. You can't miss it. Honestly, great shit. Also on Thursdays, you've got more Broad Street South. Um, I think Angel must have some weird – he must know some dirt about Dave. That's why he gets so much run on on talk on uh, Redline. I don't know. Money's Crazy Soundtrack is exclusively on the Redline website on Thursday nights. And then Fridays, you've got, of course, my boy, our boy, my friend, your friend, the grapevine. He's back. He's in the, He's in uh, Ohio, finally. I know I've been seeing his trip across the Where in the World, Car- Carmen San Diego. Pretty much. I mean, he was all over California. So it's, I'm happy to have Grape back in Ohio. He'll be back this Friday night. Uh, actually, no, he won't have a show because he's DJing at the comedy event, right? He's going on for an hour. Oh, he is? Okay, great. So check him out. He's back this Friday. Awesome. And then you also <laughs> have Money's Crazy Mind from 8 to 10 on Friday nights. And that wraps up Redline Radio. Great shit every day of the week. Again, that was Mel from Fourth and Fifteen. We love having people from other shows on here. Uh, the 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 friend the friendship and the friendliness of Redline is awesome. Again, Saturday you had talking about balls. You had Dub. Then you had the Lex Vegas show. Everybody did an hour. Everything went great. All different aspects, different kinds of shows, different topics, and it all just meshes. It was three hours of fucking gold. It was real, awesome. Real quick before we move on, the uh, the Adam comment there at the end. Um, where he says, "Get rid of Marion Rutgers." Completely agree with you. Um, move move them out of here because no one likes playing those teams. And then, yeah, I, I I didn't ask Greg about that, but I forgot the coach of Purdue loses. He, he just texted me though. about it today because we were talking yesterday about the Guardian signing, and we'll get to that in a minute. And he was joking, and he said, this doesn't feel real. I'm actually really excited about something. And I said, well, just wait. Something bad's going to happen. The other shoe's going to fall. And he, uh, there it is. He texted me today, and he's like, there it is. The other shoe fell. The head coach left Purdue. He's like, uh, he, he's so <laughs> fucking mad about it. But it makes sense. He's going to his alma mater. He played at Louisville. Um, Got to be a dream job for him. Sure. So, I mean, I can't I can't fault him for that. Uh, and Adam, really quick, we'll talk about what he was saying about Michigan. Um, I mean, I don't think anybody's – we weren't really hating on Michigan, were we? We were just being honest. I mean, I think uh, Mel threw out some, some stingers there. But, I mean – True, true, true. He just basically said that he thinks that Michigan get caught, which is true. Everyone get caught. Um, I, I think Michigan, it's true. Michigan's um, offense is not one that's going to blow you, blow the doors off you unless defense, you're Ohio State, I guess. Fantastic. <laughs> one of the best defenses in football offensively. Again, if that stat is, if that stat is actually true, then my buddy said that they basically got all their points and all their yardage on five plays because Ohio yep. State just blew their coverage. Yep. I know that all too well as a Browns fan because how many times did we lose games yep. this year from that? Yep. Um, I think the entire point yeah. was that game's going to be worth watching. Yeah, no, I agree that it's, it's going to be one of those things where it, it could either be a blowout or it's going to be a huge upset. Because um, TCU, I think most people are going into this game saying like, okay, Michigan against TCU, you can pretty much pencil Michigan in in the championship game. Damn near do the same thing yeah, for Georgia. I mean, pretty much everyone's saying that it's going to be Georgia and Michigan. I mean, we said it, you said it, I said it. I, I think it's going to happen, but you know, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I mean, good yardage for Donovan Edwards. I mean, again, he did it against Ohio State's defense. It didn't bother showing up and then Purdue. So, I mean, congratulations. You the chicken you, place. You beat a chicken company in football. Um, I couldn't be happier for Donovan Edwards. Tim's favorite chicken, Purdue. Not his favorite college football team because they fucking suck. Uh, but we'll move on from college football. I was happy to have Mel on here. Changing I knew sports. I knew he'd want to talk a little bit about that. And we are going to go to um, 
Cavaliers and Lakers really quick. I want to talk about that. That was a great game last night. LeBron came to town. Anthony Davis scored one point and then got hurt. Anthony Davis has been fucking phenomenal. MVP. And this guy, where is he? And there he is. Donovan Mitchell. uh, No lie, legitimate MVP uh, candidate. He is killing it. He put the Cavaliers on his back yesterday. I haven't seen a player do that since LeBron was here. Yep. Um, Donovan is that dude. He is so fucking good. He's one of these guys that he was kind of hidden with the Jazz. He was all they had in Utah. Yes, they had Rudy Gobert. Yes, they had uh, Mike Conley for a little bit. They they had some decent pieces around him, but they had nothing like Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland. You've got all these multiple all-stars who are in their prime, maybe not even hitting their prime yet. They're so fucking young. Yeah. You've got these great players. Then you throw Donovan Mitchell in there. I remember when we made the trade, I was like, you know, I'm curious to see how this works out. I don't, I don't really know what to expect. He's known from Utah for not playing great defense. He's known for this and that. And he's come to Cleveland. He's been fucking phenomenal. Yesterday, I saw him. Cavaliers have the number two ranked defense in the NBA. I saw Donovan Mitchell stripping ball. He's, he's creating turnovers. He's doing things he never did in Utah. And part of me thinks he was holding himself back. He was buying. He's buying into this program. My, like, I hate to say it. I don't, I don't want to knock the guy because he was phenomenal in Utah. But <clears throat> part of me looks at it as like, he was kind of bored out there. Yeah. Like he knew that they weren't that great of a team. So he wasn't trying as hard as he could have. Now here in Cleveland, this dude realizes we're close. This is the team. And he's going all in. I mean, I've seen, I was again, watching him strip, strip the ball, playing tight defense, things he didn't do in Utah uh, at Brian Winhurst. The minute we got him in the trade going, well, it's a great trade, but don't be surprised when you don't see him. You're going to be mad a lot of times on defense. I haven't been mad once. We are, you know, a couple of months into the season, whatever. True? I didn't see it. Is that true? Second in the league? Yeah, we're because we're the we're tenth in offense and second in defense. That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's JB Bickerstaff right there. I mean, that's that's the team that he put together. Last I year. think there's only four or five teams in the NBA that have that are, that are top ten in both offensive and defensive, and the Cavs are are ten in offense and second in defense. They interviewed someone yesterday after the game of the, against the Lakers, and the, I forget who it was, but the quote was, uh, "No, those the Cavs are as good as advertised." I think even LeBron was talking afterwards, and he was like, "He's like the ad, the addition of Donovan uh, of Dar- uh, Donovan Mitchell is incredible." He's like, "They had such a good team last year with Darius Garland, yep. the rookie Mobley." He's like, "Then you add a Donovan Mitchell." He's like, "That team is no joke." Like, they're, you, think, they're you think he like wrote a note, folded it, and like slid it across to the Kobe Altman, and said, "Hey," and then Kobe call in two years. I think Kobe Altman went and wiped his ass with it. <laughs> There's a good chance that happened, but great win for the Cavaliers last night. Uh, they did lose a fucking stinker on Sunday night against the Knicks for whatever reason. I I, I can't I figure don't know out what happened there. They just lost. They, just they suck on the road. Yeah, eleven one at home, right? Yeah, They're great at home. They suck on the road for whatever reason. I don't understand it. So that loss. Honestly, the Knicks that's was a embarrassing. Cavs, that's a Cavs uh, uh, like thing. Like we always suck on the road. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like this year, especially with this talent. Again, you lose to the fucking Knicks like that. I mean, at one point we were down by like 20 or something like that. We were getting our asses kicked. You think they kind of took that mentally game off, you know, just thinking, oh, we have to Knicks. We can probably take it a little easy tonight. No, because most people from and Jared heard, Allen wasn't back then either, was he? No, that the Jared Allen missing was, yeah. was killer for us. He missed five games. I, I think from what I've heard, basically every player in the NBA, when you get to Madison Square Garden, you you want to put on a show. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Uh, I, I get it. The Knicks currently suck. They don't have you know they have Derrick Rose like they're whatever. They're they're nothing special. Um, they were really flat that night. Just, it, and that was, was really the other bad. thing too. The Cavs for whatever reason lately, even to start the game against the Lakers yesterday, were were terrible. They were like one of eleven from three in the beginning of the game yesterday against the Knicks. They shot terribly. Had to wake uh, up. The game against the Raptors a couple weeks ago. That was another one where even Bickerstaff after the game was like. 
they played great defensively. He's like, but offensively, we couldn't hit shots. He's like, if you can't hit your shots, what are you going to do? It's like, we're not putting full games together. It's like, we're either, we start off so strong in the first, second quarter, then we come out after half and it's just flat. Yeah. Or we're flat to start and then we come out and just finish strong. Last night was kind of the same thing. At one point, we, we opened up to like an 11 point lead or <laughs> yeah. something, double digit lead against the Lakers in the first quarter. And then before you know it, Lakers have the lead. Yep. LeBron's running them on like, you know, 15 to two runs. And all of a sudden I'm like, shit, we're down by three. What the fuck's going on here? Old 55 year old man beat you. And those it's fadeaway shots he has still arguably the best player on the court yesterday. And that's saying something with that talent. But LeBron is that guy. I fucking love LeBron. Um, Mama, there goes that man. That's really what you say. So I, every I time know, LeBron's on the court. I know he joked about it, but MVP candidate, right? I mean, for sure. His, his numbers. He's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. for sure. No question. I mean, I mean, numbers he's putting up, defense, like you said. I offense. mean, right now, Jason Tatum is going to, if he continues the way he's going, he's running away with the MVP. To the Celtics. Um, Celtics are Cavs. Yeah, but... 0-2 against the Cavs. <laughs> and that was a good thing yesterday. I was listening to uh, Inside the NBA, and they were talking about that. And they said, you know, Charles Barkley was bragging and saying how he thinks the Cavs can be the three or the four seed. And he's like, but that's about it. He's like, I don't think they can get past Milwaukee or Boston in a, in a seven-game series. And Shaq interrupted, and Shaq's like, if they're clicking at the right time, he's like, this Cavaliers team can beat anybody. Yeah. And I was like, damn. When I, you- I, I don't think any team <laughs> it's gonna be very for it's gonna be very hard for any team to beat the Cavs in seven. No, absolutely. D- the, the 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 toughest teams are the teams for me that A, I mean, don't get me wrong, Jason Tatum and Giannis Antetokounmpo, two amazing talents, two of the best players in the league. They also play phenomenal defense. Milwaukee and Boston both do. That's what wins championships, playing defense. And we played the Bucks pretty well. I think we've we've lost both times the Bucks this year. Yeah, so uh, the second one we got our asses kicked. The first game we played them pretty well, yeah. but a lot of injuries. We had guys out, etc. Um, but I'm excited though. I'm. I'm oh, I'm, I am too. I'm, I'm not. I'm not I'm, afraid of any team in the NBA. I, right now. I could tell you on one hand, two years ago, how many Cavs games I watched. I watched more last year. Yeah. On this year, I don't think I've missed. Maybe I've missed like three, three or, more, or four games. But I love watching this team. My thing was just watching inside the NBA. They were talking about Cleveland big time. And I'm like, I haven't heard any national people talk about the Cavaliers since this LeBron night since here. LeBron was here. Yeah. So I'm like, this is a weird feeling. We're, we're back. Yeah. Like it really hit home yesterday. So kudos to the Cavaliers. Big win uh, on TNT. Little national television recognition finally for this young team. Uh, shame on the NBA for not giving them more nationally televised games this year. Uh, I'm sick of watching the fucking Lakers. No offense to LeBron, but they don't need to be on, on national TV every fucking night of the week. Uh, but what are you going to do? They pay the bills. The Lakers are a big franchise. I get it. Um, now we'll talk a little bit about the NFL. We'll recap week 13. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Gone. He was waived. No, the Cavaliers, I agree, Dave. They're not done building. We got to we gotta figure out the three situation right now. It's it's a mess. Uh, Kuro and Lamar Stevens aren't fucking cutting it with their zero points a night, basically. Uh, I'm ready to move on in that situation, but. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> excuse me, I made myself laugh looking at that picture. Sorry, I'm dead serious. I really was like, I couldn't hold it in. Um, just what a dick. He it's like, it's like, like a, a fucking creative, It's like a creative player person off med. You just put together a uniform. and a- Except if you're creating a player, I would have went a little taller, personally. Yeah, yeah it's a small but, picture. I mean, that's that's like, that's not zoomed in. That's what the football looks like compared to Baker Mayfield. It's half the size of his body. He's such a little fella. Oh, wow. Um but yeah, Baker was waived by the Carolina Panthers, and what asked, a lot of asked for is what a lot of people are saying is this was them doing him a favor. They he basically said it. we're not going to play you the rest of the year, but we'd like to give you an opportunity to go somewhere else because I'm, I'm sure they tried to trade him and nobody wanted him. So they're like, we're going to waive you, and we're going to let somebody else get you. Now you're going with Sean McVay. Sean McVay can work wonders. He took Jared Goff, who I think most people would agree is an average quarterback at best, took him to a Super Bowl last year. Took Matt Stafford, who was an average to above average quarterback with his tenure in Detroit, goes to the Rams, immediately wins a Super Bowl. 
So Sean McVay knows a thing or two about an offense. Let's give him credit on that. Um, Both tall quarterbacks, though. Taking a chance on Baker Mayfield here. Yeah, absolutely. And you I mean, have no Cooper Cup. Yep. You have no number two wide receiver. He's no Allen Robinson is out for the year. So have fun. They, they don't run the ball. Their yeah. offensive line Cam is a Akers fucking disaster. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to Baker. <clears throat> Should be easy. I uh, do agree with Dave, though. This is his last chance, though. I, I, um, I think if he fails here, I, I don't believe he will be a starter in the NFL anymore. No, I agree with the starter thing. Any For the rest of his career, he's going to have to be a backup fighting and training camp. Uh, I wouldn't say his last chance in the NFL, though, because, uh, excuse me, you've got a guy who got claimed week 13 or 14. It's week 14, technically. Uh, you have a guy that got claimed in week 14, which means he only has a few weeks to learn the playbook and understand things, which means playing time is not going to be that great. He's going to be confused. Not his own fault. You need you need time to learn NFL playbooks. And from what I've heard about Sean McVay, it's a very very intricate system that he runs. The 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 verbiage for it is is difficult. Um, which oh, great makes we had, sense. We had to simplify the offense in Cleveland. For exactly. Him. So things are going to be really difficult Jeez. for Baker. So Fight. I don't think you can really hold what he does with the Rams against him because you're kind of thrown into the fire. Um, had he been under a two or three year contract and they, and they picked him up right now. And then he has to, he has an off season to learn some shit and come back into the same system, different story, but this could be a, re- a good situation for him where if he does show up, be a good teammate. Um, Matt Stafford went on IR. He's out for the year. So they don't have a good starting quarterback. They're going with John Wolford. And then that other guy, I don't even remember his fucking number, name. Number 13. I think it was. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember his name. Um, that's really, that's all they have. So, Baker could get some playing time if he if he's a good teammate, if they like him, if they accept him in the locker room, he could come back next year and he could be the backup for Matt Stafford, assuming Matt Stafford's going to play again. Who knows? Um, but this, for me... 17 on him looks weird. It does. It looks strange. For me, though, this isn't about Baker showing he can do it on the field. I think we know Kevin Stefanski proved that. If you coach Baker right, he could be okay. Sure. So we know that. His issue right now is he needs to show up and be the best fucking teammate, the best fucking assistant, helper, teacher, whatever he has to do. He needs to just go and be great Yeah, off the field. That's his biggest issue. Carolina, uh, even in Cleveland, as soon as he left, all I heard was eh, more than half the locker room hated that guy. Nobody really liked him. He's a dick. He's very arrogant. People don't like him. He goes to Carolina, gets the coach fired. He, he puts out those fucking off-the-leash t-shirts week one, you which those are now suck. half off if you're looking for a t-shirt. And they At sent your the, local Dick Sporting Goods. They sent a couple boxes of them over to Africa with the, uh, you know, the, 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 Fuck the who the, the Philadelphia Phillies World Championship T-shirts. Those got all shipped over right, with every the, year. The, the, the off the leash doesn't lose. The loser teams windows. have to go. But this is Baker's last shot. I, I think. I think. I in, think. In terms of promoting himself as a better person. Yeah, I just. I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I agree with that. I don't. I mean, he's last year of his contract, right? He's not gonna. Yeah, he's playing for a contract right now. Like whether. Yeah, well, he's. He's, well, he's in the NFL for a contract. He's, he's not playing for shit. He's playing right now to get signed by a team next year, whether it be the Rams or not. True. I, I just don't see him doing well here. The offensive line, like you said, sucks. He's going to have all the balls batted down. He has no one to throw to, no one to hand it off to, no play action. Play action is his bread and butter. Yep. He's not going to be able to roll out like he always used to because no one's going to protect him. I don't see this being a very positive experience for Baker Mayfield. I mean, if there's one guy, again, that could do anything... It's Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. So Sean McVay is an offensive guru. Sean McVay could make some shit happen for Baker if if he gets the opportunity. Again, is he going to line Baker up in the slot position and give Baker the chance to wide receiver? Is he's going to he's going to hide Baker in somebody's pocket out there, <laughs> and then Baker's going to jump out and scare everybody like a little leprechaun. Um, and Dave, you know where I stand on Baker. Shit, you had me on your show 
in January and I was on there talking shit about Baker the whole time. I've, I've been anti Baker for years. Um, I do think he's not a good quarterback at all, but again, I think he could be a good backup. This guy just can't stay up for a fucking show though. For me, he just needs to go and be a, be a good teammate show that he can be a, a good backup. You want somebody that if your quarterback's down for a week or two or, or have to has to miss half a game with a concussion, Baker could be a good guy to come out and play for a half. If he turns into a better person and stops being a fucking dick. Baker plays better when he doesn't know the offensive playbook and he just wings it because that's yeah. what he was successful for. And that's why it didn't in. work with Odell Beckham because Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry run very precise routes and know yes. what they're doing. And the ball's not getting where it's supposed to be because Baker doesn't do that kind of shit. So again, <laughs> if you just tell Baker to go out there and just throw the ball and just go for it, do whatever you want to, he might pull off a player too. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll be Freddie Kitchen's version of Baker. He's going to have some exciting moments, but he's also going to have some moments where you're pulling your hair out going, what the fuck is this guy doing? Um, so good luck to him. I wish him all the best. I said that when, when the Browns got rid of him, we've moved on to greener pastures. We've got a better quarterback. We hope, uh, here in Cleveland and we'll, we'll, we'll keep moving. What did Chipper <laughs> say? I can't see it. The things over there is a uh, poor guy goes from, um, number one to barely holding a job. I mean, where have you seen that before in the NFL? I mean, you got fucking Jamarcus Russell. The list is endless of number one pick bus. So it's really not that surprising. Um, especially for a guy like Baker who even on draft night, when we took him. I was kind of like, really? So again, good luck in good good luck in LA, Baker. At least maybe now he'll have more shots at doing commercials. That's true. He's got that going for him, closer to La La Land. So good luck to him. And with that, go fuck yourself, also, Baker. How's that sound? <laughs> Week thirteen recap. You've got Cincinnati, Kansas City. Cincinnati wins this one. Kansas City has lost now three straight times to uh, to Cincinnati. Kansas City is is are they in Mahomes' head? No. I agree with that. I heard that on the radio today. Somebody was talking about Burrow and how Burrow is 0-4 against the Browns. And they're like, that's a mental thing for Burrow. And they're like, now you got Kansas City. Mahomes can't beat Cincinnati. Is that a Mahomes thing? Like, Mahomes looks pretty damn good against them. And that Travis Kelsey fumble was huge. And then that huge third down play from Burrow to Higgins, I think it was, yeah. an amazing pass to get that first down to seal that game. Mahomes had nothing to do with it. It's not like Mahomes is out there turning the ball over and doing a bunch of dumb shit. It's not Cincinnati that I have to worry about this year. I don't think it's Buffalo, but I don't think that. Well, I, speaking of Buffalo, that's in my notes too. Yeah, you saw the Von Miller news. Yeah, I know. Out for the year, it sucks. Yeah, um, but no, I don't. I think I think it's nice to have these young quarterbacks have rivalries like Buffalo and Kansas City. Sure. Kansas City Cincy. Uh, you saw Burrow did at the end of the game where he did the whatever and he did like this to the, the crowd or yeah. whatever. That's cool. I like that shit. You yeah. Know? The talking shit thing's cool. Then they, they, they pan. I, I love it. The NFL needs more of that. They, like, they, they pan to Mahomes and Mahomes just like laughs and like shakes his head or whatever. That's great. Yeah. I just honestly, I don't believe Mahomes gives a shit. It, no, it's shit regular season. Bother. He doesn't care. That shit doesn't bother him. No. Um, when If he needs to turn it on, he turns it on. Like you said, that fumble that Kelsey had was costly. And then and that damn near cost him the game. And he had a hell of a game. Don't, yeah. I mean, let's look at the stats. Mahomes had a hell of a game. Right. They're not fucking with him. That's why when people are like, oh, Kansas City or Cincinnati's in Mahomes' head, I'm like, really? You really think that? Because Travis Kelsey fumbled. It was just a football play. Yeah. I don't think anybody was in anybody's head. It's not like they showed up and they're like, Mahomes played horribly. He looked like shit. It must be Cincinnati. He was probably going to go down and take the lead and win that game had Kelsey not fumbled that football. And I still think, even right now, even in the week what, 13, right? That was last We're week, week 14 now, yeah. I think Kansas City is still trying new things. I think Kansas City is that team that's always adding something new to a game, a new play, a new way they run the ball, a new way they do things, because all they're playing for is the playoffs. Yeah. Because they're just trying new shit. And I think sometimes they do that in regular season games. Whether it be against Cincinnati or Buffalo, they're trying new shit. I think this Buffalo, I think Kansas City doesn't try it all the time. I uh, respectfully disagree with Mel's take. He says they're in Andy Reid's head and they figured out his offense. 
I think it's the flip side. I think uh, the Bengals, if anything, have figured out Kansas City's defense, but it's also hard to defend a guy like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, et cetera. You have those guys. But offensively, I mean, Kansas City was doing just fine. Mahomes was throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, Pacheco had a had a really good game running the ball. Cincinnati's defense isn't anything special. Uh, again, the, the fumble by Kelsey really just turned everything around. They were about to drive and take the lead late in the fourth quarter. <coughs> he fumbled, gave them the ball. The defense needed to make a stop, and they couldn't do it. I don't think there's any doubt that any team that plays Kansas City knows you're going to score on them because their yeah. defense isn't great. So you can I, put, you can I think put if points. anything, too, the Bengals are really fucking up because do you really want to piss off a guy like Patrick Mahomes? Like, you really want him to, in case you meet in the playoffs, you want right. him to be like, okay, you were talking mad shit week fucking 13. Right. Here we go. Yeah. And, and Travis Kelsey, you could tell how fucking mad he was that he fumbled that ball. He was on the sideline just fuming at himself. He was so mad. Can't, um, wait, can't wait to hear him on the podcast with his brother talk about that. That's because the Browns, <laughs> for whatever reason, Joe Woods, is, he got hired to do one job, and that's shut down the Bengals, and he does that job well. That's it. He doesn't do anything else well, but he does that one job very well. We're also scary looking, too. Yeah, we got Miles Garrett. I mean, that's pretty damn good. If you, don't, right. if you, don't, if you don't fall down, he's going to hit you in the head with a helmet. So. Yeah. They, that's what they're afraid of. Joe Burrow's like, I got a Joe Burrow's a pretty good looking dude. He, he can't afford to have Miles Garrett pop him on the fucking head. Hour face break, yeah. So. Uh, but that was a good Lamar game, Jackson. Good game though. Lamar Jackson got hurt. He got carted off. Talk, He's we out. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. What one thing do you not want betting to on himself? But I mean, that's the risky. That's why Baltimore doesn't want to commit long term to him because of his style of play. You have a guy who runs around who takes a ton of hits. Even um, I, I watch a lot of Buffalo games now because Buffalo's on TV a ton. Josh Allen's a fucking idiot. I'm just going to throw that out there, Buffalo fans, if any of you are watching <laughs> home. That dude takes so many unnecessary hits that it's going to cost him one year. That dude's a tank. He's I, jumping get- over people. He's getting hit really hard. Yes, he's a big dude, but all it takes is one decent shot, especially for a quarterback. You take a good shot on your shoulder, you can't throw the ball, your season's over. Why risk that? Fucking slide. Go out of bounds. Even McDermott, every game, they're like, how do you guys, how do you like the offense right now from a sideline reporter? And he's like, we like everything. You know, I wish Josh would go down a couple more times. He says it every week. Passive aggressive. Eventually it's, you know, you're, you're, well, you're you crying know, wolf. He, he came close this year. He did get hit pretty hard once and he was out for, I think his, his elbow, right? Yeah. They thought it was against the jets who yeah. they ironically enough play again this weekend. He got hurt and there was a legit talk that he was going to miss a lot of time. Yeah. It's an injury that could have meant like Tommy John surgery basically. Yeah. And now he's facing those jets again this Sunday. We'll see where I we mean, stand give, on that. I game, give Alan but, credit. I mean, he's a stealthy. Uh, I'm sorry. He's a secretly good, fast player. Like sure. he, he runs quicker than you think he would. Um, sneaky is what I was going for. Sorry. I like um, it. But uh, he's also a tank. I like stocky too. That just stocky is the way it works too. He can run people over as well. He put his shoulder down, run you over. But but that's the problem though. Is he'll he'll is it worth your franchise quarterback no. trucking into no. a defensive player no. to get maybe two more yards? No. Like dude, just go down. Play the Tom Brady type of football. Go down. Just fall down if you need to. It, throw like, the ball down, throw an inter- throw, throw an uh, incomplete pass. If I if I worked play. for the Bills, I would put up a little a little montage of, of of clips, and I would show him Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, these quarterbacks that run Patrick Mahomes. These guys run around a lot, but they go down. Yeah, hence their longevity. Right, hence why they stay healthy. Right, and then I would show him clips of Lamar Jackson. I would show them clips of, uh, I mean Joe Burrow doesn't run a ton, but he takes a lot of sacks. Guys that the more hits you take, the more susceptible to injuries you become. Uh, Andrew, and that's Andrew the Luck. problem. Andrew Luck. I mean, shit, he lost a fucking spleen out there, did, whatever the one day. that article that came out with him? I think it's two or three days ago. Nope. Didn't even know it came out. Regrets retiring when he did. Um, he says, they, uh, retirement was the answer, but I think I did it a little bit too early. 
I agree with you, asshole, because I drafted you the year that you a went out. A lot of people did. <laughs> I know a lot of people that were like, all right, I took Andrew Luck in like the third round. And then I'm two days later, they're like, year. retired. I thought Schefter was fucking with us. Um, Jimmy G got hurt. Another guy, uh, unavoidable not injury. As, not as bad as I think, maybe. They said, if anything, he might be able to come back for the playoffs. They're hopeful. I need no for, surgery right? needed. Only needs to come back for the playoffs. Jimmy G playoff runs all you need. I, I loved, however, everybody and their fucking brother. Because it was right after Jimmy G gets hurt. Oh, the Sam- Trey the Lance is obviously hurt. Everybody's going Baker to the Niners. Done deal. And I, I told a lot of people, I'm like, you do realize the Niners openly talk shit about Baker. Like they, they, they think he's a joke. They make fun of him when they play him. They dominate him. You really think they're going to bring him in and be like, yeah, we can work with this they guy. Just, they just played the, <clears throat> the uh, flag planning by Nick Bosa yeah. last weekend over and over again. And and then everyone's like, oh, yeah, Baker's going to go right to the Niners. The Niners didn't even put a claim in for him. As we said earlier, literally one team in the NFL put a waiver claim in. For those of you that don't know what that is, all 32 teams in order of record worst to first. It's a waiver priority. I would you hope can, you fantasy football players know what waiver was. I would hope. But a lot of people, you never know. We have some soccer fans apparently watching today, maybe because the World Cup just ended. Maybe they think we're going to break that down, but I'm not. America lost. The American soccer team are a bunch of fucking losers, and they don't deserve our airtime this week with that fucking weird gold fisting dildo trophy that they give out to those fucking American, soccer American kickers. men's soccer team. The Stupid. women's soccer team, however, is pretty legit. Yeah, how about Portugal whooping Switzerland yesterday? In what? Are they in a war? Who gives a shit about soccer? Hey, when you have Christian Ronaldo on your team, you can whoop anybody you want. Let's talk about the real that match everybody wants to know about, Chipper. Beast. And that's the fucking Ukraine against Russia right now. Let's talk about the war. That's a real World Cup, oh, in wow. my opinion. Wow. Getting political now. Wow. I'm Alex Jones. The frogs are turning the people gay or whatever the fuck he said. Oh. <laughs> He's a fucking kook. Um, Place is literally dropping bombs. Where was I? Uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Pun intended. We're going over week 13 and we that's somehow right. went to the Ukraine-Russia ver- war. Because fucking Chipper got me going. We're all over the place here. Soccer. I, that's Because that's what we do. We talk about everything. Uh, the World Cup disses itself. It's fucking lame. Nobody cares. <laughs> the, my favorite thing, though, I, I'm honestly so happy about the USA loss because then nobody's talking about it anymore. I don't have to fucking worry talk about it. about the women in two years because they've now, I think they've won four uh, World Cups. Well, that's another one. You're going to have a bunch of lesbians kick in and they're going to wear fucking rainbows and they're going to take knees and everyone's going to bitch and say... It's not America, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't know. People <clears throat> just get mad. They get all fucking worked up. Who cares? Did Let people see, take knees. Why do you care? Did you see that? Not to not to keep on this subject. I'm sorry, but uh, the they came out with the paycheck that they won for making it to the... To the, uh, the women? Yeah, no, the men. Oh. So they get like $380,000 a piece, and that's like one player's make the... What the yeah, the women, get, the women get $350. $3.50. <laughs> and a loaf of bread. Yeah, and if they're lucky, it's usually day-old bread. They don't even get the fresh shit. Spain got kicked out too, I thought. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares? Know. Of what? NATO? Yeah, Who cares about to, that? Uh, Morocco, yeah, Spain's gone. Robert, there he is making an appearance. What's up, dude? Uh, but yeah, Jimmy G gets hurt. He's out for at least the rest of the regular season. They're hoping to have him back. But guess what? You don't need him. They still want no, him. No, Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy, the last pick of the 2022 draft, came out there and actually looked fucking good. I texted was, someone and said Mr. Irrelevant. like, oh, is he that bad? I'm like, no, literally. Yeah, was the last pick of the draft. A lot of people probably don't know what that means. <clears> yeah. Um, but yeah, he was the last pick of the 2022 draft, came out, looked good. He was making throws that like a veteran quarterback would make. He was hitting Coaching, tight baby. windows, and that's against a very good Dolphins defense. He wasn't doing it against like the fucking Cardinals or some shit team. He was doing it against a that's really good playoff team. More credit to Shanahan and the offense he runs. Right? It's it's a step throw. You need to have this spot, this spot, yeah. this spot. That's all it is. Hit your window. Yep. That's all they care about. And the rest falls And it works place. flawlessly. And plus with that defense, that defense that San Francisco has, I, they're going deep in the playoffs. As soon as they added Christian McCaffrey, I was like, fuck. The Niners are really, really good now. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, luckily, without Jimmy G, I think it's going to hurt him. I do think Brock Purdy can be okay, but I don't think I just like his name, Purdy. And it is great. Like every Purdy every, with the touch, every pass. Like, man, that pass is real Purdy. <laughs> like a hillbilly saying Purdy. Um, good nicknames to go around for that guy. Washington, the Giants, they tie. Uh, that fucked me. I mean, it's interesting because these two teams. I mean, the the NFC East is fucking great. They're the, every team is a playoff contender right now, and this tie really fucked that's, them because that's going to fuck someone in that East. Had Washington won that game, <laughs> they would have been in that last wild card spot. However, with the tie, the Seattle Seahawks still have that spot. So interesting position to be in, but that win cost them their eighth win of the season would have been huge. Um, we'll see what happens going forward with that, but nothing nothing good comes from a tie. I'll tell you that, nothing at all. Just it makes things more complicated for your playoff chances uh, and all that. It really just hurts you. Here. I just couldn't think of anything quickly. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, thinking of the tie, you get a job, you know, maybe interview. Or, I mean, the other bad thing about ties is they happen all the time at soccer, which is a fucking lame sport. So and you, we bring you it want, back around. You want to distance yourself from those shitty sports like soccer. So the NFL should banish ties on the player's shirts and on the field. Get rid of ties altogether. No ties. None. Anti no ties. I want no show, up, no show ties. up to the game in your pajamas, and this fucking thing, uh, this game goes on until there's a fucking winner. That's it. We're done with ties. Um, but that's really it. I mean, we can quickly recap you. Thursday night, Buffalo wins 24-10 to 10 over the Patriots. I think we all expected that one. A little bit of a shocker. 19-16, to 16, the Steelers beat the Falcons. The Falcons were a team I said to look out for for Baker because... Um, I did not see fucking Pittsburgh winning that game. Jesus Christ. They did mention with how badly Marcus <coughs> Mariota's played over the last few weeks there. Don't be surprised if he gets benched. Uh, you had Baltimore with the last second field goal or touchdown, basically, with like 20 seconds to go. They beat the uh, Denver Broncos. I give Russell Wilson credit, though. He did get them in somewhat field goal range for a game-winning field goal. and Didn't get benched. Brandon McManus did not get benched. And Brandon McManus came short. Uh, they lose 10-9 to to the Ravens. Uh, Green Bay Packers beat up on the Bears. Uh, Aaron Rodgers establishes himself as Chicago's daddy once again. Hit him with the old Hail Hitler at the end. I love it. <laughs> even though he was waving to him. even though they, they, You they, know what he was doing. He like freeze frame. He probably played that game on ayahuasca. That's why he doesn't care about he hates Chicago. Mel, my knee would not hold up for five minutes of soccer. So no, I didn't no. see it. Play a soccer game on a field. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's that's absurd. We don't have the fucking energy for that. We'll die. <laughs> You're trying to kill us. That's not a punishment. That's a death sentence. Uh, the Lions beat the piss out of the Jaguars, forty to fourteen. That's probably why they're a two point favorite against the Vikings because they're on fire right now for some reason. I loved it. Sam uh, Brown gave me a nice win last week. Yeah, huge game for him. Trevor Lawrence is hurt though. He left the game for a little bit. Uh, he's questionable to play this Sunday, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Browns beat the Texans 27-14. to 14. The score looks a little closer than it really was. I mean, we were up by damn near 20 until they got that late touchdown, so big win by the Browns, defense and special teams. Uh, Vikings beat up on the Jets and then let the Jets kind of make a comeback right at the end. There. I was, I was that like, was an exciting on. game. I was like, give it to me. I texted you. I'm like, let's go Jets. I mean, I love when Braxton Berrios dropped that uh, touchdown. Cause I text my buddies right away and I'm like, what a fucking loser. <laughs> what a fucking bum. He can't catch shit. Oh, I rubbed it in their face. So I am vicious with my friends when, when the jets do something like I, if, if they text me shit about the Browns, when that happens, which they do, like when we choked against the jets, I heard about it all fucking week. So when the jets choke like that, Oh my God, was I brutal to them? The question is what is white? The guy is he just no. the guy for the year? No, white Mike is not the guy. White Mike. <laughs> what a cool name. <laughs> Mike white. I just call him white. Or Mike white. I call him white Mike. Um, no, he's a fucking bum. He, he's a, he's a, he's a good back. So yet again, the jets will be going fishing for a quarterback next year. 
I mean, they're not going to find one in the draft. They're, they've won too many games to really establish themselves as a contender, but they are in a good situation, though, where they do have a good roster. I'll give them credit. They have a really good defense. They have, a, they have an offense with a lot of weapons. Their offensive line blows cock. Garrett Wilson is that guy. Yeah, you got Garrett Wilson. Last year, they used a high draft pick on Elijah Moore. They've got Denzel Mims, who wants out of there, but they've got some talent. Um, they could be a team to go after a veteran quarterback. Maybe they intriguing could be, to bring someone in, yeah. They could be a team that goes after Jimmy G. They could be a team that goes after, if he becomes available, and Aaron Rodgers. Like, they're that kind of team that they just need that veteran quarterback to come plug and play. Don't think it'll happen because of the abs- ties with the Patriots, Tom Brady. I would absolutely love Rodgers to go to the Jets. And then just, after a year or two, he goes to the Vikings. To the Vikings, yeah. just a Favre 2.0 like tour. And if he almost wins a Super Bowl with the Vikings, I mean, imagine Aaron Rodgers throwing to Justin Jefferson. He's a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. Uh, but then again, it is. it would also be like 45-year-old ayahuasca filled Aaron Rodgers, but who knows might be better than Kirk Cousins. to get the ball down the field, but another name. I mean, Tom Brady's obviously going to be a free agent. I, he's going back to new England. You think? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. They suck though. They don't have any talent. Don't need talent. I think he actually retires. I mean, he, Sean Payton was on the show this week with Tom Brady. He was on the Tom Brady radio show or whatever. And he made the joke. He was like, yeah, I think, I think I know where Tom's going to end up next year, but I don't want to name any names because I'm not trying to get any team in trouble. Like last time. So he made sure to bite his tongue, but he thinks he knows that Tom Brady's going to be on the move. And honestly, the Jets would make sense. It's more so, does he play for a team in the in the East against Bill Belichick twice a year? Just for fun. Direct rival. I don't, Again, a the pretty team, good roster. The team that Belichick absolutely hates. The team that he turned down. He quit when they, they gave him the job. He didn't even walk in their damn locker room during he that interview He hates thing. Rex Ryan. Like I mean, obviously, Rex Ryan's been gone for years, but he hates the Jets. And does Tom Brady go, oh, fuck it, I'll come play for them. Very possible. They have the cap space. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, but they lose. Uh, Giants, Washington, they tie 2020. AJ Brown beats the Titans single handedly because he had more points than the Titans by himself. They win 35 to 10 while he makes his uh, revenge game against the Titans. <clears throat> Seattle beats the Rams in a nail biter, surprisingly, with John Wolford, 27 to 23. Dolphins, as we said, lose 33 to 17 against Brock Purdy in the 49ers. Bengals win 27 24 against the Chiefs. Uh, Chargers lose to the Raiders. That's a bummer for the Browns, but also not that bad. It's one of those weird situations because the Raiders... Either team loss is okay, I guess. The Raiders own the tiebreaker, so their win makes us neck and neck with them record-wise, but of course they have the tiebreaker, but every Chargers loss drops them another step. So it actually was a beneficial thing. Now, tomorrow night, we'll get to it. Thursday night, you've got the Rams taking on the Raiders. I'm really hoping for a Raiders loss, but I'm really not banking on it because the Rams are so fucking beat up. Um... Cowboys beat the Colts 54 to 19. No, that is not a Madden score. That was a real NFL game. The Colts are a joke. Unfortunately for Timbuktu's beloved Indianapolis Colts, when they when they made that Jeff Saturday hire, Timbuktu was like, and something something good's gonna happen. They did come out and win the first game, and then they have been complete dog shit ever since. Is that his one loss last week? Was it, did he pick the Colts? No, no, no. I he did was, not pick the He Colts. was very smart okay. on that. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. His his one loss was uh I'll have to look. I don't remember who it was. Uh his one loss was the Chargers. We all lost that game. Yeah. We all picked the Chargers over the Raiders. And then Monday night football, Tom Brady comes back with the last second touchdown to beat the Saints Mother 17 to 16. Another that was a good one. I thought I had that. I was watching, I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm I'm another win for Kyle. Nope. And Tom and Brady just shit all over the Saints. Ironically enough, that was the uh What's the word I'm looking for? That was the 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 most last second winning touchdown of Tom Brady's career. If that's the way to say it, I don't need that I say that right. You guys crazy. know what I mean. Um, 
But at, how does, at his how age, does, he just keeps breaking how, records. He also, that was his, I think, 44th comeback, fourth quarter comeback victory. And that surpassed uh, Peyton Manning. They were tied at 43. Tom Brady just t- took the lead. As a keeps running, breaking records. As a running back on the Saints, how do you not step out of bounds after you get the first fucking down? They're dumb. That's not a good team. They're not very well coached. Did you see Sean tweet afterwards? No. So I guess the NFL didn't want us to win this one. Like, no, no fucking you, asshole. That, to yourself. that was on you. Did that to yourself. All right, uh, quickly, we'll move on to baseball because a lot of shit happened. We're going to try to knock some of this out really quick. Um, boom, boom, boom. The guards. You had Emmanuel Classe. He was MLB first team. Congratulations to him. And he was also the American League reliever of the year. So that's a great thing to happen. And then uh, Andres Jimenez, he was the uh, all MLB second team second baseman. Trade, so kudos trade to him. out kind of, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. That yeah. uh, Although Frankie Lindor was the all MLB second team shortstop. So kudos to both of them. Hey. I almost say that's a wash. So it's like that Spider-Man thing where they're kind of putting. However, it's other. actually a win for us <clears throat> because we have all this talent and a guy on uh, MLB second team, and we have him for cheap as shit for the next like six years. Yep. Whereas the Mets are paying Frankie Lindor a fuck ton of money and and a key to the city too. Not a whole lot to show for it in the Mets, if I'm being honest. Congratulations. Uh, but that's awesome. Speaking of the Mets, free agency started, but we will start, of course, with Josh Bell. The Guardian signed him to a two-year, thirty-three million dollar deal with a one-year opt-out. I love the the acquisition. He's going to play DH slash first base. Perfect for us. You didn't want the Pittsburgh Pirate version? The, the... No, most recent. We're a recent okay. show. We keep up with the times. <laughs> he did play for the Pirates. A lot of people probably forget that Pittsburgh even has a baseball team still, but they do, and they do have some players that like to leave, and this was one of them. I do, I do love this signing. It's a great signing. He fits the, the, the way the Guardians play baseball. Friend of show, Greg Sherwood, he, uh, he came in with some fun facts that said Josh Bell has... Uh, he hits ten and a half percent better against non shifts, and that's great because next year Major League Baseball is banning the shift. So the Guardians are basically playing Moneyball. You know, in the movie Moneyball, where Jonah Hill's breaking down film and telling you this guy gets on base this much and they're nerdy shit. That's exactly what the Guardians really do in real life. And they looked at Josh Bell and they go, "This guy's going to fit us perfectly." And I've said it before: defensively, the Guardians do not play the shift. They they do it like the least amount in baseball, if at all. They hardly play the shift. So our defense is going to be set up for next year because we don't have to change anything. Yep. So it's awesome. Our offense is going to be even better because we're a, a hitting team. We're a contact team. Now you can't have a shift. So we're just going to be able to hit the ball through some fucking gaps. It's and going to be really fun. I don't fun. think the Guardians are done either. I mean, I still think they're going No, after they're going it. after a catcher for sure. Uh, they're heavily linked to Sean Murphy, but I don't think that's going to come to fruition. Uh, the but other there's catcher. Other, there's others out there, though. His name slips my mind. He signed with the Cardinals. forgot his name, but there was another good catcher out there. There are some things to do. I also think Bo Naylor is a highly coveted prospect. Bo Naylor could be very good. Could be a little early for him next year, but uh, I think in the future, he is our future catcher going forward. They want him to develop into that everyday guy. Uh, I just think next year is a little soon, but we'll see. But hey, you know what? Like this year, we rolled the dice on a couple players. They came up and it worked out. Nice. That's a a really, from baseball standards, that's a cheap deal for Josh Bell. Good player, great value, really good. Wilson Contreras, that's it. His name slipped my fucking mind. Didn't sell any extra tickets because nobody probably knows who Josh Bell is, but it's okay. No, even his own family is like, eh, I'm not really buying tickets for Cleveland. We'll just watch on TV. Um, all around the rest of Major League Baseball, though, people have been going everywhere. As I mentioned, the Mets, they did wave goodbye to Jacob deGrom, who went to Texas. But they did say hello to old as fuck Justin Verlander. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Justin Verlander. Cape Upton's titties. Yeah, that, that's what they had to spend Did all the money like 18.2 for. or something like that? Uh, no, he's going to be making $40 million a year 
43, if I'm not mistaken. He no, signed he a... is asking how much one of her titties cost. Oh, her titties? 18 yeah. 18 points. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they had to buy her two two uh, <laughs> tickets on the airline when she flew into town because her Double tits baggers. are so big. Uh, but, yeah, he signed a two-year $83 million contract. 48, or 88, something like million that. million a year, I believe. Yeah, something like that, making a ton of money. Uh, but I'm curious to see how he's going to play. A, father time isn't very isn't very nice to people. And at the same time, Houston is known for cheating. I'm not, I'm you know, I'm not alleging anything here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to conspiracy. Just a little time. conspiracy. Maybe he had a little help with how good, how well he pitched last year. Winning the Cy Young looked phenomenal. I mean, lights out pitcher. Will he have that same success in New York? Time will tell. Guess but we'll uh, I think not. It's a very old uh, starting rotation. Adam. Very old. <laughs> but more power to him. They spent a shitload of money because Jacob DeGrom. I mean, that's the one good thing with Verlander is Verlander is going to play more than like 13 games a year than, than DeGrom because DeGrom could not stay healthy. Um, a couple other notes here. Trey Turner, shortstop, leaves the Dodgers and goes to the Philadelphia Phillies. Boy, got paid. Or, yeah, same thing. A 10-year, like, fucking $300 million deal. They're just throwing away money. Um Aaron Judge stays with the Yankees for a nine-year, $360 million deal. Now, did you see what he got offered from the uh, Padres? No. Padres tried to get him 10-year, $400 million they offered. He turned it down to stay in New York. Really? So loyalty right there at its finest. Also a very forgiving ballpark. And also a very forgiving ball club because Major League Baseball likes to give them fucking juice balls. And we have stats to back it up. Tim, show the graph. We've got it. We're fucking ready to shit on the Yankees. They can go fuck themselves. Here's a little fun fact. My buddy Greg, friend of show, found us. When they were researching the Goldilocks balls, which is, of course, the juiced balls, um, if you look at it right there, look at when they were used for the Yankees. More than anybody, Major League Baseball was giving them juiced balls from August and September to help Aaron Judge break that home run record. Then they continued it in the postseason against the Guardians, who are not a power-hitting team, and they were giving the Yankees Yankees an advantage. Oh. What does it say? It says underneath here. It says because it's uh, based on the like I think it's the uh, um, the skew number or the whatever maker number of the balls. That's how they track them. Five balls without weight data have been included as Goldilocks balls based on batch production codes. batch codes. Yep. Yeah. So this is legit research that they found out that these juiced balls were being used specifically for Aaron Judge and the Yankees, and they used it against the Guardians in the playoffs, which is and complete bullshit. Guess who's not going to do shit about it? Major League Baseball. Oh, they're going to do shit. They're going to hype up Aaron Judge as the face of baseball, and they're going to shit on the Guardians and not talk about them. And they can go fuck themselves as well, them and Baker all. just wanted to show you guys that graph because my buddy Greg sent that to me. If I had a little more time, I would spend more time on it, but we just unfortunately don't. This is so. this is scary, the, the fact that they have – I mean, this is the equivalent of, like, um, the steroid era back in the day. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't, I'm sure they had juice balls back then too, but this is crazy. So it's not okay for a guy to – give himself HGH to, to repair his muscles quicker, but it's okay to throw out there basically it's, plastic balls. For it's there. not okay for a player to do anything for himself. You have to have major league right. baseball do it for you. Then right. it's okay. Fun fact. And I, I love saying that word. Cause now we've talked about Greg more often. I guarantee it. The MLB didn't care about the steroids back in the day. No, they, they were all for it. I'm, it. I'm sure they even helped supply some of the shit. It's obviously very early in the Where's postseason. Where's Grape when I need it? I'm sure Grape would be on board with this. Grape would a hundred. I'll guaranteed he knows what he's talking about with that shit. Um, it's early in the in the postseason or offseason. I'm sorry. So once we get a little more downtime in between 
football season and all that jazz. We will have Greg Sherwood on with us. We were trying to get him on a while ago, but he couldn't make it. Um, but we'll have him on to talk about baseball in the off season and all that shit. And we'll definitely be bringing this up again to go into way more detail. Cause I'm sure he's going to have way more knowledge. Now that this story just came out, he's going to have more time to, to do research and get you guys get, get some more info. So we'll talk about that soon. Um, with that being said, because we are a little behind, <laughs> we're going to rapid fire the picks here. So you guys all ready to roll. I'm ready to roll. Kyle still in the lead. Love it. Yes. I gained a game and I am happy about that. And uh, let me just get to Tim 13 to one last week though. Tim fucking killed it. Ladies and gentlemen, honestly, if you guys would have done like a, like half of Tim's picks as a parlay and put like a hundred bucks on it, you'd have made yourself thousands of dollars last week. No bullshit. The only loss Tim had, as we said earlier, was the uh, chargers game, which all three of us had the same consensus and we all lost Tim with but the, uh, that was it for Tim with uh, betting coming to Ohio. You should do like a hotline. Tim pick twos hotline specials for betting. <laughs> And then it, once he gets on a cold streak, he'll, it'll be the Gamblers Anonymous hotline also. <laughs> but take the good and the bad. That's the joys of gambling. Um, but let's get right into it with week 14 here. We've got Thursday night football coming up tomorrow. And that is, of course, the Las Vegas Raiders at Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'll start it off. And I also have my bold prediction in this one. And I, I want to start it off hot. I got to make a comeback. Again, I'm down by four games right now. And if I lose... I need to change that tier of the tattoo. So here's my bold prediction. I've only hit one of these this year. Let's try this now. I am going with the Raiders. Unfortunately, I'd like them to lose, but I'm going with the Raiders. My bold prediction, Baker Mayfield comes into the game and scores a touchdown. Ooh. And and it's a bold prediction because Baker Mayfield, they're not even sure if he's going to be active right now. So if he's active, that's one thing. That just means he might be the emergency backup. I am going to go on the record that he is going to come in and score a touchdown, whether it's a you know rushing touchdown, throwing, whatever. Hell, I'll take a pick six because that's technically still a touchdown for Baker Mayfield, right? <laughs> but either way, that's my bold prediction. Baker Mayfield does score a touchdown, um, but I will be going with LV in that one. The Raiders. Tim, pretty easy pick there. And Kyle. Yeah, give me the Raiders here too. Okay. And here we have a fun one. We've got the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Played them very well last time, but that was in the Meadowlands in New York. Um, Von Miller news just came out today. His ACL is in fact torn. He is out for the rest of the season. Um, jets coming off a heartbreaking loss. Last time they faced the bills, they did have Zach Wilson. Now they're going in with white Mike. Uh, Kyle, what say you? I say the bills will win this, okay. but bold predict. I'm going to give, give me Mike, uh, white Mike for three TDs this game. Three titties, three titties, Mike white. All right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Speaking of three titties, Tim's favorite movie is Total Recall, and that's the movie that has three big old titties in it. So, <laughs> Tim, what's your pick for this one, my man? I'm going Bills. Uh, the Jets definitely are going to come out and try to uh, to fight hard, but I, I just think the Bills got too much. I do too. I think the Bills. This is the time they just took the first first place spot in the AFC with Kansas City's loss last week, and I think Sean McDermott and Josh Allen are going to try to keep that as long as they can because nowadays with the changes in the playoffs. Only the one seed gets a bye week, and I think the Bills really want it. So uh, give me Buffalo as well. Next up, we've got Houston at Dallas. I'll let Tim start this one. I think we're going to be pretty easy all on the same page. Fuck Houston. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty easy right there. And not think. to mention uh, the Cowboys with that 33-quarter uh, last game. Dude, that was nuts. 33-point like, quarter. That's I was watching the game in dude. bed. It was like it was like 11 o'clock or whatever. I'm watching. I'm like, this game's actually kind of close for the Colts. Like They're not doing terribly. 
And then I like turned on, I think I watched Rick and Morty and I come back to the football game and I'm like, how the fuck do they have 50 <laughs> points all of a sudden? I was gone for 20 minutes. Like, how does that even happen? And then yeah. I saw highlights and I went, okay, that makes a lot of sense. It was a uh, offensive shellacking for them. Uh, give me the Cowboys in this one too. All right. Same with me. Straightforward on that one. Uh, next up, Minnesota, Detroit, as we mentioned earlier, for some reason, Detroit is favored minus two and a half. Kind of surprising. They have been playing hot. They did just put up 40 points. However, the Vikings just, you know, they're pretty good offensively too. Justin two. Jefferson could realistically be the offensive player of the year. They're <laughs> 10 and two. They're trying to roll away with, I mean, they're, they're right there. Every loss is going to hurt them, but they, a, a couple bad weeks from the Eagles and the Vikings <laughs> could realistically be the one seed and they're, they're the underdog. What say you? I don't even know. I guess this is my pick. Yes. Your pick. Um, oh, give me Minnesota. I got to roll with the, with the better team. Detroit's played well. I'm not knocking them. Dan Campbell's got that offense rolling. Defense is playing well, but uh, give me the overall the better team. I got to go with the Vikings. I I really wanted to take the Lions here. Just please because. please do. I need to make some picks back. But so. give me the Vikings. All right. Uh, Justin Jefferson is just too good of a fucking player. Tim, I actually feel the same way. I wanted to pick. I want to pick the Lions because I've been it, sucking up the Lions all it, year. Part of me thinks that that's why Vegas has them minus two right now because they're just trying to bait people into taking them. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things of like everyone's going to start putting a shitload of money and then you're going to see the line move by like Friday or Saturday. <laughs> I, I really feel Vikings are going to pull this game out. I mean, I think this is going to be a good game. Like this probably probably be the game of the week. Uh, go bow prediction uh, game of the week. Um, it definitely could be. Uh, I, th- I think Vikings pull it out. All right. Minnesota for Tim. Uh, next up, we've got Jacksonville against Tennessee. Again, Jacksonville might be without Trevor Lawrence as uh, Lee mentioned there, not Lee money, Lee Waldrop. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is in a walking boot. So definitely something to take into consideration there. Uh, this one is Kyle to start. Yeah, I think, I mean, even though the front office is in disarray, I think the Titans win this one pretty handily. I do too. I'm going with Tennessee as well. Tennessee just got their asses kicked by Philly, but I think Jacksonville is kind of in shambles. The firing of the GM, I don't really understand it for the Titans. We'll talk more about that next week when we get some time, but um, strange move. I mean, you get your ass kicked by AJ Brown, a guy you just traded away and you get fired for it. I don't think that's the main reason, but there's definitely something going on behind the scenes. Maybe Vrabel is taking a college job and maybe they know it and they're like, fuck it. We're just going to get rid of this guy now. Who knows? I don't understand what's happening there in Tennessee. If I'm being honest, I don't know. Um, but give me Tennessee. They're, they're, they're trying to run away with the AFC South. And I think this is going to be a nice divisional win for them. I take the Jags. Tim. Ooh. Now I feel like I made the bad pick because of Tim's fucking week last week that he had. Now I'm, I'm really questioning now we myself. Listen to Tim from now on, or Tim's going to turn his 13 in one week into a one in 13. 13. <laughs> yeah, very possible. But, I will say he's with us on every pick so far. So if he has a horrible week, I think we're all going to be shit in the bed, but we'll see uh, two Tennessees and one Jag. And that one, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Philly in New York, New York just tied with Washington. Philly just beat up on uh, Tennessee. I think we're all going to be on the same. <gasps> Give me that bird call. There it is. E a G L E S Eagles. Give, Give me, me Philadelphia. Eagles, yep. By the way, you know how hard that was. I just did the Eagle spelling as I was writing other letters and I almost fucked that up. That's kind of difficult. It's like patting your head. My brain was like, what are we doing right now? I'm like, do I write an E? Look, there's not an E in Phil. Multi-talented. My friend. I really am. That was impressed. I impressed myself on that one. Uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, probably no Lamar Jackson. So backup quarterback in, in Baltimore, shitty quarterback in Pittsburgh. Who do you take here? Um, Tim, this will be the shittiest game of the week. It really Um, is. Isn't it? And, uh, Oh, Ooh, we got double birds. And no, I'm not talking about flipping off old people on the bus. Tim is double birding in football. We have some uh, friends of the show will be at this game. Yeah, uh, actually, Chip we got. I'm actually going to say, Kaka! 
Ah, I like that one. I like that better. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. We've got Grandpa Chip going to uh, Pittsburgh with with Dynamite Dave on Sunday. That should be a fun fun evening for them. Um, I just flipped my fuck. pick. I'm going Ravens. I don't know who I'm going to go with. Give me Pittsburgh. I got to make some comebacks. So this is my only chance. I got you. Got to you got to swing for home runs if you're trying to win a game. You know what I'm saying? This is a 50-50 game for me, and I've got to go with the home team. So give me uh, Pittsburgh and give me, hopefully, a, a, a one-game quick comeback. Uh, next up, Kansas City at Denver. Uh, just really quick, does anybody want Denver? I, I don't think so. I think we're all pretty good here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think we're all going to hail to the Chiefs. <clears throat> we're going with Kansas City. Chipper says, great pick. Grandpa Chip, thank you for staying up on this late Wednesday night, buddy. Uh, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, anybody, same thing, Any. Actually, without Jimmy G, this isn't as guaranteed I mean, as not, it is, but it's true. Tampa Bay just lost to the Browns, which I mean, let's be honest, it's pretty embarrassing this year if you're, if you're losing last week. And then the last week barely were able to come back on a very, <laughs> very bad New Orleans team. Does anybody think ooh, double no. Tim? I like it. It's like the double McGum commercials back in the day. Uh, I love it. <laughs> 49ers at home. I don't think they I don't think the Bucks in a chance. Give me the I'm with you. Give yeah. me the Niners. Timothy. Give me the bucks. Ooh, all right. Upset special. Um, I feel like you know this is the time where he like turns up. So. I don't know which Tim to look at in this with the two of them. Tim, I, keep, can, can I was you, looking at the one on the right, and then I'm like, well, do I look at the one on the left? Tim, I don't know. Can you do me a favor and kiss yourself? <laughs> oh, yes, he will. Is that incest? I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh Carolina at Seattle. Does anybody want anybody want uh Carolina? And the Seattle's really fucking up their chances in draft picks. Is your buddy like just pissed? No, he keep winning. No, he couldn't be happier because they have Denver's pick from the Russell Wilson oh, trade. Oh, that's right. So every mind. week he cheers for the Seahawks and he Got roots it. against the the Denver Broncos. And right now they have the third Dude, overall pick. Geno Smith is like a. Whew, I don't know. What's I mean, going he's looked like here. shit the last few weeks. If I'm being honest, but I mean that team has done well this year. Give me, give me the Seahawks here, though. Same here, especially at home. And let me get the uh, let me get a classic Tim Bird call here. If he's taking Seattle, if you're not, give me a Carolina roar. There we go. He's going with the Seahawks. I knew we were entering the animal planet one way or another. That's what I like about animal games. Uh, next up, we have the Dolphins and the Chargers. Uh, Sunday Night Football should be a really good one. Chargers, for some reason, just can't seem to find a way to win. I think that continues. Personally, I'm going with the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins here as well. I think we're all in uh, agreement. Can here. I get a Dolphin Yeah, can you give me a... <laughs> they, yeah, they do that like weird like chirping. I don't even know what it is. I, I can't even mimic it. <laughs> that was close enough. I'll take it. That's uh, another classic thing for Kyle's Finkel. He got Snowflake the Dolphin. Snowflake the Dolphin. Through the uprights. Fake. That's close enough to a dolphin. Laces I think that's out. good enough. Uh, Monday Night Football, a real shit show, if I'm being honest. You've got the New England Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I'll let Kyle start this one off. Give me firing them. the Patriots. All right, Patriots for Kyle. Tim? Sharp, sharp. <laughs> that means Cardinals, yeah. okay. but they're not a strong bird. So. No, that's why I was like, I didn't know if chirp chirp was like a weird, like old old Revolutionary War patriot yeah. thing that I didn't know about. The, 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 the British, British are coming. coming. <laughs> All right, so Tim's going Cardinals. Uh, give me the Cardinals. Ooh, I got to make my comeback, and that gets us, of course, to the Browns and Bengals. The Browns are. Uh, Four and zero against Joe Burrow in his career here against the Browns. Um, I really like this picture, by the way. That looked like it's uh, like the bar lighting. Yeah, that it was is. Cool. Yeah, I thought that one was cool. Um, it, 
your your heart says obviously the Browns are going to win. A, you're a Browns fan. B, Joe Burrow can't beat them. But C, based on how <laughs> they looked last week, they are they looked like a very beatable team. Cleveland did. Uh, the Bengals are playing hot. They're playing very familiar to how they did last year. They were five and four at one point. Then they went on a run and they made the playoffs. They went to the Super Bowl. The Bengals were doing the exact same thing this year. Um, I don't know what version of Deshaun Watson I'm going to get, so that makes me nervous. Uh, they had to put Anthony Schwartz on the IR. However, they did claim Jalen Darden, the draft pick. I forgot what round, six or seventh pick, whatever, last year from the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Played, we just played against him two weeks ago. Yeah, he's a kick returner, specialist kind of guy. He doesn't do much on the offense, but he will be coming to Cleveland to, to Njoku, do that. Njoku is back this week, though, too. Njoku is back. He has confirmed that. Defensively, again, we're without Taki Taki, so it's going to be Tony Fields, JOK, and maybe Deion Jones at linebacker. I really don't know. Um yeah, I mean, I'm with you on this one too. I'm I'm back. And I don't forth. know. I the mean, Bengals are just playing so well right now. I get it. The 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 history is there that we beat Joe Burrow. However, I, does that continue? Especially we're on the road. I don't know. I mean, I think part of it too is just. I mean, it could be like a a Baltimore material for him. He hasn't beat us yet. That's going to be on his, his mind. He wants to come out there and prove us wrong and you know beat us. Um, Nick Chubb dominates against the Bengals for whatever reason. They can't stop him. They don't, they don't really know how to stop Miles Garrett. Um. However, on offense, I think we are still rolling with Froholt at center, and that has shown many, many liabilities out there with him on the on the, on the field. This one hundred percent comes down to Watson. Yeah, it, I mean, it comes if, down to what quarterback shows up. It comes down if he makes the passes, feels comfortable, makes good reads. Um, I'm not asking him to come out there and be MVP caliber yet because it is only week two of him being with the Browns. I'm asking for, can I get like 60, 70% of the version of Deshaun yeah. Watson? I feel like if we got that version and everybody clicks and Nick Chubb does what he does, the offensive line creates holes. We do what we can defensively. We do what we can. Yeah, the uh, also there has been shit. The, last the offensive lines look really bad. Our defensive tackles have been really poor. Um, and then of course, for hold at center, that's fucking a huge liability. All right. Um, I got my pick. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking the Bengals. I hate to do it. I am as well. <clears throat> I just, I it just, hurts. it sucks it hurts. to say, it and really does. I will gladly be wrong in any pick against the Browns. Yeah, that's one of the ones like last week, uh, or not last week against Tampa Bay. I took Tampa Bay. You guys both took Cleveland. I took the L. That's one of those where it's like, fuck it. I dropped the game, yep. but I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, but this week, I have to go with fuck. I have to do it. I just, I just don't. I don't know. It really, it depends. It kind of depends on the Watson that comes down and performs. Because I haven't seen Watson play great yet for Cleveland, albeit it's been one game, but it was against the Texans. A, a complete, you know, they, they're already eliminated from the playoffs. They're not a good team. You're playing the Bengals, who are last year's AFC champions. You're playing the Bengals, who are trying to get themselves back in the playoffs for another Super Bowl run, playing probably the hottest football in, in, in the NFL right now. I, I can't go against that. I just can't. What say you, Tim? So um, I'm picking the Browns, and it is because I believe that this is the week Watson. The streak keeps going, the the, the Joe Burrow sucking against the Browns. <laughs> I don't think he's going to suck. I think he's actually going to do good this game. Um, but what I think Watson is going to do is redeem the defense for last week. Um, I think, you know, the defense obviously, you know, gave us the win last week. For sure. Um, and I believe this is Watson's apology game. He's going to I like that's a good thought. I didn't even think about that, but he does. <laughs> He owes the defense something, whether it's a fucking couple Rolexes or a win this week. He right. owes him something. <laughs> and I think I think he's gonna show his ass. Um I think his uh Oh god, no. <laughs> he was suspended. Yeah, that. last time he did that, Tim, it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> he might, uh he might. 
we might get a happy ending. Um, but uh, I hope we get a happy ending <laughs> after this game. I, honestly, I mean, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Like, uh, I also think too, it, it helps that we're in. Sorry to cut you off. No, we're, we're in Cincinnati, so the fan base. Don't get me wrong. Cincinnati Bengals fans are going to be there. They're going to be <laughs> booing. They're going to be talking shit. However. It's not a far drive from Cleveland. I think there's going to be a lot of Browns fans down there. Browns fans usually travel well, especially to Cincinnati. So I think that could really help. There were a lot of Browns fans in Houston. Yeah. But again, the extra weight of the shit that Deshaun Watson had to go through, that's off of him now. He's in a whole new city that has nothing to do with any of this shit. He gets to finally play football for the Browns like he should be. And again, I think there could be a lot of Browns fans there. I think there was a lot of Deshaun Watson fans in in, yes. in Houston. So I... I, I I, obviously, they were Browns fan that day because they were rooting for him. But I think right. it was more so uh, <coughs> yeah, Watson fans. I think I don't know. If, I don't think we were on air when we talked about it. Maybe we were, but we we were talking earlier about how Texans fans don't even hate Deshaun Watson. They're like, this team sucks. The organization is a joke. We don't blame you for wanting to get out of here. Like they still love him down there. So I do think that's a good sign. Uh, hopefully, mentally, he can get him get his shit together. Uh, but until I see it, and until I have a reason to think the Bengals are gonna, you know choke a game away and, and play like shit. I, I can't pick against him. Yep. Couldn't do it. But Tim is the lone wolf going with the Bengals on that one. He's two and right. He's two and no picking the Browns, so or that's what I meant. Yeah, he's taking the Browns. He uh yeah, when Tim takes the Browns, they tend to play well. Let's hope so. When when I don't pick the Browns and Tim does, that that works out. So hopefully <laughs> I'm okay with that this week. By all means, give me that Browns W if it means a loss on this paper. But I understand why you picked the Bengals. I mean they are just, definitely looking good. Um uh, and I, I don't I don't couldn't see, do it. I don't see them uh really just giving this game away. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Like the Browns are battling to just stay in contention. The Bengals are battling for a playoff position. Like the way I look at it, it's night and day. Um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, but again, I think the Browns now with Watson back are going to play better. They're going to play more focused football. That's what the defense did last week. Again, Watson had a shitty game, but the defense came in there fucking laser focused and they were determined for t- create turnovers uh, just win the game at all costs. Donovan Peoples-Jones. The offense didn't do shit. We had two field goals. That was it, the whole game. The rest of it was defense and special teams. Those guys are like, fuck it. And Kevin Stefanski said it after the game in his press con- or his uh, little chat with the team, his speech, post-game speech. He said, this is December football. You win at any cost. <laughs> it doesn't matter how we do it. Find a way to win. And that's exactly what they did. Can they do that this Sunday to be determined? Let's hope. I hope, but I got to go with my gut. So that's that. And with that being said, let's get to talk uh, just the tip. Timbuktu, start us off, my friend. You know what I'm coming with, right? I have a feeling. Does it have? Is it happening on Friday night? It is happening oh, on Friday night. How did I know? Because <laughs> you, you got to know. Because this is a red line event. Um, and it is the irre- irresponsibly funny show at Lucy's Seafood and Steakhouse. I fucking love when you put yourself in the flyer like that. Like, you're so little right now on that flyer. It's so awesome. I, I love wish it. I could be this little. <laughs> um, and the only reason I'm here is because Nancy Abraham... Uh, who is who behind me? She won't be able to make it uh, due to personal issues. But this show is going to be amazing. Uh, Marquand Banks, who is a red line individual, <laughs> Jen Jen as well, another red line personality. Uh, and this is, of course, hosted by Lex. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not hosted by Lex, but it's presented by Lex. Okay. Um, but Gene Miller is going to be there as well. Funny comedian Tank with a C. Everybody knows Tank if you've watched Red Line. He's hilarious. Loco Willie, who was, who was actually on Jen Jen's show this week. Um, it's going to be a great show if you guys get the chance to watch that Saturday from 8.30 to 9.30. Um, <coughs> and it's going to be hosted, like I said, by Patrick Matterson. Uh, this show is going to be dope. Um, actually, this is going to be DJed by Grape. Shout out to Grape. Great. Um, 
And this is it's gonna be a good show. Uh, our last show we did at Lucy's uh, was fun. It was dope. I actually got a great picture that I'm gonna post as my profile picture. Um, the show was just awesome. Um, and the bar is awesome. I love doing love being at the bar. We did karaoke after we uh after uh, the whole show was over. The karaoke was fun. I was there until like two o'clock in the morning. It was so bad. I threw up the next morning. Like I was, <laughs> I had so much fun <laughs> that night. And you guys should come out. It's only ten dollars if you get tickets today. Fifteen at the door. Uh, but I promise you, whatever you spend, you're gonna get your money's worth. I agree. I, I actually I went to the show, uh, the last one they did up there at Lucy's that Lex uh, hosted and all that, and it was it was fucking f- fantastic. I, I caught in at the end to see Tim. Um, but the vibe in there, everybody was just so fucking happy. Like it was just, you could tell it was a great night. Uh, I stuck around. I watched him do karaoke. I watched some of the ladies sing karaoke. It was a good night. Lucy's is awesome. It was a great time. Shout out to them for hosting stuff like this. It's awesome. I, if you, if you have a chance Friday night, unfortunately I'll be busy, but if you guys have a chance, check it out. I can't recommend it enough. Um, my pick of the week, tip of the week. Sorry. Tip. Same thing. Uh, it's a movie. Uh, it's called bullet train. Uh, just came on Netflix. Uh, this movie came out ooh, it probably say a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> kind of funny that's a train a train as your tip. So it's two exactly. Tips. Look at that tip on that train. Um, but no, this movie is is interesting. It's it's an action movie, but it's a comedy. Um, and if you've seen movies like Knives Out and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, it's kind of like the same thing where it's a, it's an action packed movie, but funny. So uh, Brad Pitt play, plays the main character. Clearly, his head's the biggest one in the picture. Um, but basically, the movie's about him getting a briefcase. It, it seems like he's like an undercover type person. He has to get a briefcase on the train, and then the story unfolds on the entire train. Um, basically, he's a very kind of an unlucky guy, so people die in a very weird yet funny ways. Um, but it's a good story. I, I watched it yesterday from start to finish. I laughed a lot during it. Certain scenes were funny. The way certain people die are funny. Um, but give it a watch. It, it's worth a watch. It's like a two-hour movie, so uh, definitely worth watching. I definitely I added that to my list. I mm-hmm. wanted to see that when it came into theaters. I just didn't have a chance. And then when I saw it was on Netflix, I added it to my list yep. immediately. So I'm excited to check that out soon. Um, my tip can also be found on Netflix. I am going with the new show from Tim Burton from the Adams Family world, if you will. I went with Wednesday. So Wednesday is Jenna Ortega playing Wednesday Adams, for those of you that are familiar. Uh, you didn't pick Wednesday because it's talking about boss. I thought about that. I'm going Perfect. with Perfect. my tip is Wednesday on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a, it's a really good show. I'm actually. To be honest, it's, it's surprisingly probably to a lot of people, but I don't know much about the Adams Family world. I actually just saw the first, the two movies oh, the other day after I watched Are Wednesday. You watch Tara told me, she's like, you should watch those. I did. They weren't that great. Not going to lie to you. Didn't do much for me. But they're the not show, great, but they're yeah. fun. You go back and watch the cartoons. Yeah. You sit too. back and it's just whatever. It's just a goofy fucking, you know, movie, terrible graphics because it's from the early 90s, but it is what it is. Uh, Wednesday, however, fantastic show. I really liked it. It's only eight episodes. They're about an hour long a piece. Um, but you can go through it really quickly. The character is fantastic. Jenna Ortega honestly does a great job. Uh, the people around her are really good. They've got Thing, the little hand run around, and the special effects are fantastic for it. Uh, they got the the big woman from Brienne of Tarth yep. from Game of Thrones plays the headmistress at the school she's at. <clears throat> a lot of big name people. Uh, really good. It was awesome. They've basically already come out and said it's it's broken so many records in Netflix. It's going to get renewed for multiple seasons. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I read that they have the show basically planned to do like four or five seasons total if they can get away with it. Um, and I hope they do. It was really good. I recommend everybody checking it out. Uh, it was funny, had some serious moments at times, but overall it was really good. It was just one of those shows where every episode you just, you really enjoyed it. There so was no you have to wait till like 2020, 
four, I believe. That's going to be the problem. Like right now, <laughs> Netflix hasn't even technically renewed it for a second season, but you know it's going to come with the numbers that it did. Right now, it's probably a matter of boosting everybody's payroll because yeah. Jenna Ortega is going, I would sign on for one season. It broke all your records. Let's pay me a little bit more. Oh, she's so cute. And rightfully so. She just, she looks, she's, they, they set the camera up to where she looks like she's two feet tall in the whole yeah, show. It's, it's fucking it's weird. Perfect. Uh, but it's great. Have you guys started it yet? Oh yeah. We're, 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 I, we got one more episode to go to finish it. Um, but it's, it's a great show so far. I mean, I've loved every episode we watched. Um, but I, we watch multiple. I usually don't watch multiple shows in a row because we usually watch a few bad. I'm like, nope. Let's play another one. Let's yeah, that's the same one with me. Like, we're watching um, it, and I'm like, fuck, it's going to be seen, really I've late. I've seen like, all the old, I've watched the old Adam's Family cartoons, mm -hmm. like the black and white Adam's Family back in the day, mm -hmm. and then the movies. No, I agree. This is the best. They're freaky and they're kooky. <laughs> this Surprisingly, the, they, don't, they haven't done that in the episode yet, this and I'm is, okay with this that. This is the best <laughs> um, storytelling of the the Adam's Family. They got a couple of clicks in the show. Yeah, like they, they do a little bit. They, uh, they play a lot of the music. If you if you pay attention to the yeah. the music in the background, it's like the Adams Family oh, yeah, they, theme song. They but they do it, it as in. like an acoustic version. It's it's really cool. It's a really good show if you have a chance to check it oh, out. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean we liked every episode so far, and I like the storytelling. Just the fact that they focus on her. Um, but I, I was not sure I was going to like who they cast as like um the dad and the mom. Yeah, Luis Gomez. I, I'm okay. not a huge fan. He's okay. Uh, they were only in two episodes. Spoiler alert: the family. They were only in two. Uh, what I read though is next season two. I should say I won't say next year. God knows when it's going to come out. Uh, season two is going to be focused around the family, though. She'll be home from school. Mm -hmm. So that's what I read, at least. So you yeah. you will be seeing a lot more of uh, Luis Guzman as, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. Um, oh, Jesus. Armando? No. I don't know. I'm not, I can't remember it either. I, I, I have a blame fire. It's uh, Armando? I don't know. It's something. Fuck. I don't want to look it up. I want it to come to me, but it's not going to come, come to me. I don't I'm know. Faster. You have Morticia is the wife. Morticia. And then you have, Fuck. <laughs> his name's fuck yeah his name is fuck adams <laughs> no it is gomez luis guzman i got his gomez, name it's gomez adams yeah, that's yeah. it okay um yeah chipper got it old man chip he was he was actually uh an extra on the <laughs> black might, and white he might have been uncle fester yeah <laughs> he, he played some What'd of the dead bodies the guy who uh, played uncle fester um what's his face he did pretty good oh uh fuck no i can't think of his <laughs> name uh Fred Armisen. Yeah. Fred Armisen did a really good yeah. job, actually. When he first popped up in his scene, spoiler alert, Uncle Fester makes an appearance in the show. Uh, when he first popped up, I looked at him, and I was like, is that so-and-so? And I Googled it really quick, and then he got a better look. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Fred Armisen Here's from the SNL. Thing that I really he love, was really good. The one thing I love more about the show than, than obviously, the movies is they, they take more of their uh, supernatural side of yeah. stuff. Because everyone in Adam's family, especially like in the old stuff, had like a, a power, yeah. per se. So Fester has a power in this one. Uh, Wednesday obviously has her flashback. Spoiler, sorry. Um, and then the other ones have their secret stuff, too. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I love them exploring that part, which is great. Yeah, it was a really good show. Again, if you get a chance to check it out, I think everybody's going to like it. It's going to it's gonna be a huge hit for, for Netflix. Oh, that's going to do it, though, for Talking About Balls this week. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls... Where's the nog? I need to get Mary. Thank you for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week.